0: we yeah.
2: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 20 of The Search Cast, presented by Primo X Hockey, Shocked Hydrate, and In the Clutch Apparel. I'm your host, Zach Martin, and with me today, I have, once again, not one, but two guests with me on today's episode. Number 20, we are on the Sebastian Aho numbered episodes of the podcast. It uh, seems a little fishy going around here of uh, how this season kind of ended, but it is what it is. But like I said, two guests today. One is making his debut on the podcast as a guest, and I have not a one, not a two, but a three-time returning guest. The first one I have today, he is a newcomer to belly up, Expect more importantly, belly up hockey. He is one half of the Mile High Pundit, talking nothing and everything about Colorado sports, mostly Denver, you know, the Avalanche, the Rockies, the Colorado Eagles, all that good stuff. I'm excited to have Joel James, or a.k.a. Stack guy JJ, if you're part of the Locked On Avalanche Spaces, Joel or JJ, how are you doing today, brother?
3: I'm doing just fine and dandy, Zachary. You know he uh, and debut on the Surgecast. Happy to be a, happy to be a part of it. Um, and it's going to be a big episode, so I'm excited to. Uh, uh, you caught me on a day off, so I am ready to just kind of sit back talk some good good hockey because that is what the canes play um just yeah yeah it's gonna be a proper send-off and uh yeah thanks for having me like i said uh co-host on the mile high pundit i we will be starting work with belly up uh pretty soon actually we're getting like our Spreaker accounts set up and and all that good stuff but uh yeah ready to roll and and talk some canes hockey
2: no like i said i appreciate that man we're really excited to have you on we you know we Wanted to get some more avalanche content out there, and why not reach out to the probably one of the best freelance in Colorado podcast groups I know. So, kind of had had you guys on as the belly of hockey head. Got it, got to bring some good talent onto the on the uh, brand. So, happy to have you guys on. Really excited. And for those who don't know, JJ actually picked the Hurricanes to be his second team, so it's kind of why he's also on the podcast. You know, got to initiate him a little bit more into the Caniac Nation, as you would say. So, very excited to have you on, Joel. And like I said, we have a three-time repeated guest, first three-peat guest on the show. Everyone knows her. She hosts the longest podcast episode to date of The SearchCast. Cast. Once again, Billy Curtis. Welcome to the podcast.
4: <laughs> I'm back.
2: <laughs> For a third time. Welcome, welcome to the Terminator.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> Three episodes. Happy to how be here and especially happy to uh find or get on the podcast while we can introduce Joel and uh properly induct him into the Kaniac Nation.
2: Yeah. Very, <laughs> very, very uh we're here for it. We're here for but how are you doing today though?
4: Pretty good. Uh a little tired. Uh so just kind of rolling, but excited to talk some hockey.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Because I know you two were kind of pretty late for the uh, Colorado uh, Edmonton Oilers game last night, which was kind of crazy. So, for the show, we will talk a little bit about the Avalanche. That's kind of towards the end, you know, just because of the fact we have JJ on. You know, kind of want to have him on, talk about, you know, his team, his number one team a little bit more, kind of get a good idea for Mile High Pundit of those who want to kind of want to check into other belly up hockey podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so, just we're going to do a little bit of that today. We're also going to talk about postseason i know we did a, i know i did a little bit uh back about a week or so ago about the bruins kind of preview the rangers a little bit so we are going to go through both series talk about certain players you know what we kind of what kind of achilles healed the hurricanes during the po- during the you know postseason and stuff like that kind of have a proper send off and then you know talk you know reminisce a little bit about season one of the podcast uh and then you know got a little bit of uh exciting things to talk about, you know, in, in terms of what's going to happen for season two of the podcast. But yeah, it should be an interesting uh, episode today. It's um, not going to lie. I needed a break mm. last night from hockey. Fair. It was, <laughs> it's, it been, it's been, yeah, it's been nonstop since, like I said, obviously, you know, watching every game, you know, that's one thing as a fan, but then doing like a podcast episode, you know, every week and then the playoffs start, you're doing one almost every other day or one every couple of days trying to stay up with it and then do, hosting spaces on twitter for every hurricanes game and then also being a you know a speaker on you know the lockdown avalanche one it's been hockey every single night for we've the basically last, like, just
4: been living eating and breathing hockey the past few
2: months yeah so. well, especially yeah, especially the last like you know month or so where she's been just constant hockey so it's kind of needed a breather last night because Still feeling a, a little sad that the season ended. The Hurricanes did do their exit interviews. Um, the exit interview interviews are going to get their own episode for episode twenty-one. Um, I kind of feel like they kind of garner their own full episode to themselves. So I didn't want to kind of add them into this and make this like a three-hour episode. I'm trying to keep this reasonably to about an hour or so, just because. Um, so they're going to do their they're going to do their own things um like it's their own episode so this is more of just like a season like a playoff recap send off into the offseason talk about you know potential free agents and stuff like that but bailey as a fellow hurricanes fan um <laughs> how was like your how's the last like t- 32 plus ish, i don't know how many hours it's been since the last game but how, how have you been since the end of game seven from round two it still stings
4: a little bit because I mean, we had a heck of a roll going too, just a, like a heck of a home record, um, and to lose it all in a game seven of all games, it's it, it stings. It hurts, um, and especially in in the fashion that we lost to, it, it was a little bit of a blowout compared to what the games have kind of looked like for round two. So. Um, it hurts. i'm not as sad as I was uh after the game um slowly getting over it, but I'm glad i at least there's still hockey on It's just not my team so
2: well, yeah, well, you do have the avalanche is your second team so you kinda right. still you kind of still have hockey, but it's kind of like it's not my number one. But it's still like a team that you're rooting for to win. So everybody
4: in the locked on space will skin me alive if I tell them that I'm not rooting for the abs. So
2: (laughs) yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, for me, like I love the locked on space. Like it's it's a great group to be in. You know, the peanut gallery on our group chat's (laughs) absolutely fantastic. So I mean, I kind of adopted the Avalanche as kind of like a team that I'm gonna like follow, but not be like, you know, you know, you know, rooting for them and stuff like that. But mostly a lot of mostly following. Stuff like that, maybe get like a shirt seed just out of solidarity with everyone. So it's kind of something like that. But um because yeah. <laughs> as you can tell, I already got two teams. Um, <laughs> so but it's just kind of like you know, a solidarity with the you know, you know, all my friends out there in Colorado. Right. So it's kind of like one of those things. Um, but yeah, it game seven was I would say that that, like you said, like there's a lot of streaks broken that night. Like a home winning streak was up to like 15 game sevens was like six and oh i mean there was a bunch of streaks that were pretty much on the line and somehow that game just got away so fast and that was like yeah you're going to game seven you kind of feel kind of good about it but at the same time you're like man game six wasn't that great and it was one of those things where the offense was mainly cold that entire series
4: yeah
2: i think that's that's what kind of hurt the Hurricanes a lot and special teams like special teams really hurt this team.
4: See, and I had and, and I probably shouldn't have, but I had my hopes high after uh, we finally had a power play goal, thanks to Tebow Taravainen. Um <laughs> But it, it, I I was hoping that things were kind of starting to look up after that and then just to kind of see it go right back where it used to or right back where it was mm. is it's disappointing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the thing that hurts was I think it was like one for 15 or one for 16 in this – no, two for 16, two for 17 because, you know, we did get a power play goal in game seven. That was from Vincent Trochek. But two for 17, that's really – that's like barely 6%. That's really brutal. You're talking 11 for 98 or 99 in the playoffs. That's really, really bad. Like basically it's like the specialty – and I talked about this with with Walt Ruff on you know the last – episode um that we basically both said this was before game six yeah i think it was either game five or six one of the two it's like you don't want you want to go five on five right you go on special teams you're going to be in trouble and that's what that's what the achilles heels that was their achilles heel the entire playoffs and even like since march the power players went stone cold and they were just so inconsistent and then it's like the penalty got so overworked because you know you're The most penalized team in the league, which still doesn't make any sense because they weren't really doing anything wrong. It was a lot of ticky-tacky stuff. But it's just – even on the road, they were like 70% on the road on the penalty kill, but at home they were like 90-something percent. Now I think it's more like low, mid-80s now because they give like two in game seven. But still, though, it's like you're talking a 20-point difference between home and road. That's really brutal for the penalty kill. And even the power play was just absolutely – Miserable,
4: and it was definitely a letdown too. Just seeing how great our penalty get kill was during the regular season, uh, for being like number one in the league for penalty kills, eighty percent, eighty percent of the
2: regular season.
4: Right, and so I mean, I'm sure all the penalties that we grab, being the most penalty penalized team in hockey, um, does it, it, that kind of helps with it. But it, it was definitely a letdown to kind of see how many power play productions that uh both the Bruins and the Rangers kind of had on us it was definitely it it looked like a different like I don't know what happened what they ate before games that was different before or during the from the regular season but yeah it was just it 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 was heartbreaking to kind of see that kind of go down the drain too
2: yeah, for sure. And I mean, Joel, I mean, you've been basically with our, you know, on our Ken spaces. You adopted the Kings as your second team. You said like the style of the Hurricanes and the Avalanche are kind of the same for the most part. Like, what were your thoughts? You know, you're looking at just the problem that was the special teams. It really hindered this team from actually getting a flow going like we saw all season because it was a lot more five on five in the regular season. They got penalized a lot but they were still able to score goals and get a lot of wins. Like, what did you think of how the special teams kind of played a factor in the postseason for the Hurricanes, especially more so in the Rangers series compared to the Boston series?
3: So with – and like with the power play, the the PK, like Bailey was saying, regular season was top notch. I mean, when I did – when I was able to watch Hurricanes games, um, they were always doing great things. Um, the, and, and not bad, like the series with, uh, you know, for, for this playoffs too, they had, I think two shorthanded goals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hats off to, uh, I, I think it was Brendan Smith and I want to
2: say Trochek.
3: Um,
2: uh, yes. Yeah. It was, it was sure. It was Trochik and, uh, Brendan Smith. Because I know it was
3: like the Trocek one was like a weird bouncy skate play, and I
2: love those types of goals. Well, plays. well but, oh, they're my favorite. We'll we'll take we'll take all the greasy goals. Hey, they count, right? Goals are goals. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah.
3: But that was what like uh, just just watching them compared to the Avalanche. First off, two very very good defensive teams, um, elite Absolutely. defensive teams. Um, issue with the Abs is they have a little bit more explosiveness. Um, mm-hmm. Canes have good players up and down the roster. I don't think that's necessarily the issue, but like looking at it, it was almost like a mentality thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
3: uh, like, like it wasn't, it didn't start out as a big deal, you know, with Boston, they were clearly the better team that series, seven games out of seven. They should have won game, their games on the road too, in my opinion. Um, It could have been a much shorter series, but playoff hockey's playoff hockey stuff happens. Like, (gasps) you could always trace it to like a few a few moments in each game where like the tide really shifts in my opinion and like for example rangers game 7 came out a little bit shaky like nerves whatever but yeah. like in i mean it, you know late second early third there were multiple opportunities to uh to get stuff done um and I actually went back and did my my due diligence so the past <laughs> hey, right yeah, that's, so that's so, why so, you're so
2: stack JJ, for a reason right <laughs> hey,
3: thank you um but uh the last so last four seasons canes have made the playoffs right yeah it's been a great great run um especially
2: after a 10 year drought me we we, being, we, don't, we don't we don't talk about the dark times. Of the of the, <laughs> we, we, the dark talk, ages. Yeah, we don't talk about the dark ages with like you know Bill Peters and <sighs> that's fair. That's just fair. raw <laughs> rough teams like it's that. taboo. But, I yeah, can yeah, we, we don't I, talk about we don't talk about that. <laughs> I, I can
3: attest, like being an Avis fan, they went through a very similar time, and now they're enjoying some sustained success. Um, so past four seasons, I mean it's been great, right? You've got, you went three series in 2019. You went two and 20, but that was like the weird, you know, eight game bubble season. Yeah. after that yeah. central division champs, hoot, hoot. Um, yep. And then, you know, 14 games, this playoffs, um, it's you're seeing sustained success. Like the yeah. building blocks are there. In my opinion, you just need like maybe a couple pieces to get over the hump. And that starts on special teams. Um, PK was brutal, but throughout those four years, power play wise,
1: Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org.
3: 45 goals against versus 22 scored. So, in my opinion, it, it kind of comes down to hopefully there's like a, a mentality shift at some point. Um, because, like I said, Boston series 100%, they were the better team. Yeah. Rangers series, you know, stats were basically equal on the road and at home, except for goals on the road for the most part, which is the weirdest thing. Avs are amazing at creating high danger chances. I saw nothing but that from the Kings this series well you
4: and you even said too because like you're in charge of the high danger chances on the space too like we had so many more high danger chances during game seven than the rangers like we have no problem creating them it's just finding that production that's been really really shaky
2: yeah like like we're going over like certainly the player stats throughout the playoffs and stuff like that to be like okay who was there who kind of wasn't there and here's the thing that i think didn't help was, and that's why I was kind of hoping Pittsburgh would beat the Rangers because, I mean, it's Pittsburgh, like they're good, but like there's like you could easily there's a you see the Hurricanes beating Pittsburgh, right? Probably I wouldn't see like five games, but you can definitely see like a six game series with Pittsburgh, then just Pittsburgh gonna get the job done, and that's why once I like go into the Rangers, I'm like I'm optimistic, but I'm still not feeling great because it was still fourteen ten in goals in the regular season, they were all close games. And it was and it was a like Georgiev that shut out the Hurricanes on my birthday. Good thing I didn't go to the game because that would have <laughs> been brutal for my birthday to drive there to watch oh, a yeah. shutout. But it was just it was it was even through the regular season, and I even knew then it's like if we get the Rangers. This is going to be a really tough series, and I don't feel good about it because it's like the Rangers weren't a, they weren't a bad team. Like we had to go into Master Square Garden for like the second to last game of the season. To, to seal the division title. Because mm-hmm. if not, you're going tied going to the last game. And you don't want to really want to do that. So it's kind of like that's how close it was to where it was like the second to last game of the season kind of decided who wins the Metro. And it's just one of those things where adjustments were made and the, the Rangers were just kind of all over the Hurricanes. And unfortunately, Sherserkin decided to show up for this series, even though he had a terrible series against – you know against pittsburgh he just wakes up and plays vesna you know heart trophy you know it's just one of those he plays like
4: the vesna heart candidate that he is
2: basically yes it, and, that, and that is the wrong the, time for the hurricanes for yeah. for him to wake up it's against them and, and and another thing too is like we found out today from exit interviews like i said we're gonna do a lot of more of the exit interviews next episode but i have to bring this point up it was known it it came out that uh, Freddie tore his MCL against Colorado. And that's how he missed the rest of the regular season and missed most of the entire playoffs. So he said he was getting close to being back. But the problem is, are you talking a third round appearance or are you talking, I see, like a final appearance when he's back? And that's like, and you know, I know, Bailey, you, you you kind of studied this in college and stuff like that. And you're kind of like, you have more yeah. of a basis on this. But it's like, even then, it's very, it, they all work differently, but it's like, when would we have actually gotten Freddie back if he was able to come back?
4: See, and just given the promise that they kind of made to us uh, during round one uh, game, what was it, game six, game seven, that Freddie would be back for round two. I didn't think it was a bad, like, I I knew it was a bad injury, but I didn't think it had anything to do with, uh, like, actually tearing anything in his knee. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it it was just very interesting, but – I mean, it, it, and it's, that's what makes it a little more of a sting too, is knowing that he was close to being back because yeah. I mean, it, like I was kind of explaining uh, to, in, to you guys in the group, whatever um, the MCL is it, like, it is a stability ligament in your knee, but it's not like your ACL and your PCL because your yeah. ACL and your PCL, those are surgery kind of injuries and granted yeah the mcl and the lcl can be that kind of, they can go that route too just depending on how bad they are but normally it doesn't just because they are regenerative and therefore kind of allow for a uh, shorter recovery time so it, it's it, it sucks knowing that he was so freaking close and just having that kind of taken away from him too
2: yeah definitely for sure and that's what kind of hurts like i've blown my knee out i've torn you know you know, my other knee as well. It's like, those aren't fun to deal with. Oh no! Well, especially when it's like in the middle of like coming back up in the middle of a squat and your right knee just gives absolute absolutely yep. out as you're trying to go back up. So yeah, it sucks. You know, it's not like, you know, hockey player level where it's bad, but it's like, it's still, that it still hurts. It still stings. And it's, it's the biggest, I think it's gonna be the biggest what if of the playoffs, like what happens if you have Freddie and Anti Ranta in the net, instead of riding Auntie Ronta the entire playoffs and having Koch come coming for you relief
4: know, and stuff like that, yeah.
2: relief or having to come in because Auntie Ronta got hurt in the Boston series. Cause of David Poster knock. And it's just what happens if you have the Jennings, the Jennings duo together instead of one I'll half. You, it's, you it's, probably it's win a it's game, big what
3: if you probably win game seven. Absolutely. Um, I, mean, I think, I think just, just from the wear and tear aspects, like, Ranta, yeah. he, he played in
2: over his head this series. Stood on his um,
4: freaking head, yeah.
2: He's, both, he, both series he stood on his head, and it's like – and that's his first real playoff start. So, like, he's yeah. going into the – like, you're, you're giving a guy who's finally getting his first chance at a playoff run, and you're doing it on a most points in the season, most wins in the season type hurricane, steam, and everyone's like, oh, these guys are going to the conference final. They're going to the – you know, they're going to go win the cup you're know, already making an appearance it's, that's a lot on Auntie ranta like and looking going...
4: at stats too like he had never started a postseason game yeah before this postseason with us and, and what went. a freaking career start for oh, like fantastic. what a freaking career for him yeah, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's a moment 90. he's gonna remember for the rest of his life oh
2: for sure it's it's definitely one that you're gonna like hang your hat on like like i said And another, because another against Ronta, like you gotta love the guy for what what he did in the playoffs. But you also, it's also that what if of what happens if you have Freddie as well? Because I'm not not taking anything away from Anteronta. Like I love, I love Rance. He played out of his mind. I expect a lot of 32 jerseys next year because you have to, especially how we play this postseason. You gotta love the guy. It's just. It's a, like you said, Joe, A lot of wear and tear on that body, especially when he got hurt twice yeah. in this series. And like and and watching, in the regular season,
3: watching the games too, like with all you guys, like every single game, one through fourteen through the playoffs. The only bad slash questionable game that he had was Game Six against New York.
2: Ex- then that's what I said. This was like, and every every goalie has their bad game in the mm-hmm. playoffs, and that was his game was Game Six. And like yeah, you everyone, can't everyone, like yeah everyone's losing their minds. It's like it's you can't first slander him for game. that.
3: Like he's he's a guy that if if Anderson's healthy, in my opinion, and playing well, I mean Ronta was playing almost better than Anderson there
4: mm-hmm. for
3: stretches, in my opinion. Oh yeah. And well, and to have them as a tandem, like coming from a Colorado guy who, you know, we've always kind of done the same philosophy: one A, one B, instead of a clear starter where who you ride, then you have a backup. Like yeah. that's the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. If they're both healthy, that is the way to go. And it I love
4: just... teams that do that. And so, it, like I, and it's something uh, somebody said to me was it, like riding the hot goalie. It works, but having it, like it having that one a one b type situation allows for rest, and you're not getting burned out in the game. You're not having. Slip ups, like I mean, right before Freddie got hurt, he was having a kind of long streak of games. Uh, we didn't see Freddie a whole lot in the few weeks before he got injured. Um, as far as I remember, my memory is crap, though, so correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, it, like Freddie was playing a lot, and a lot of people noticed before he got injured is that he just wasn't on his game. And it, it's it's one of those things you kind of think like where. What was going on with Ronta during that series during that period? like was he just not feeling a hundred percent? um it, yeah. like what's going on there? but it, it's it's so nice when you're able to give your goalies that kind of rest and keep it fresh so you're able to have great games like they did all season
3: like like going yeah. back to Zach, he he was injured twice in this in this last series, and he's still. You know, I, I would I would love to say that, you know, if he stays healthy game seven, baby goalie gave up that Strom goal at probably the worst time. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ronta makes that mistake. I really don't.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, like it's, he makes
3: that save. in my opinion.
2: Yeah, you kind of feel bad for Koczkopf because of the fact that you're coming in, Ronta gets hurt. It's already been a meh game to begin with. And now you got to try to... Be shut the door, keep him in it. That's a bad spot for a guy who's had a spot relief in game six. Now you get a spot relief in game seven. You start game three or four. I think it's four. Three or four against Boston. That's really all he got in the postseason. So it wasn't like he was, you know, Cam Ward asked, oh, I'm going to be playing like four games in round one and like three in in round two or – you know, some like that where he's getting a bunch of start time. It's like spot relief, like start spot, spot relief, and spot relief. And like he played three games, like not even a total of two full games. If you really and think about it, it's like that's a tough spot to put a guy in, especially now you're in a game seven against a Rangers team who's really feeling it right now with their goalie, who basically goalied the Hur- the Hurricanes. And the fact that the offense is c- catching fire, like, that's a bad spot to put a kid in like that.
4: Right. And that that's exactly what I was going to say, too, is just like, imagine the pressure that he must have felt during game seven, having to go in in such an important game in the series. Um, it, it's just it, like, like you were saying, Joel, like, it, it's one of those things. Yeah. Ron, or Ron, or R- Ronta probably could have made some of those saves. But it, it, like, think of it, you've got a veteran keeper versus a guy who's only been in America for a few months. Yeah, uh, hasn't it? Like, he doesn't have a lot of pro level experience. And it like or NHL experience at all, and it's it, it's just it, like it's a terrible position for him to be in. I I couldn't imagine being him during that game. The amount of pressure he must have been under, and he he holds himself well, which is really really nice oh, yeah. to see. He's got mm-hmm. more confidence than I've seen in a goalie in a long to, time, especially to as see a rookie.
3: Him, oh, what was it? Uh, it was against Boston. But to see him back down <laughs> Pasta. Or oh, it was no, Marshawn. Mar- Mar- it was Marshawn. Mar- Mar- oh, that was so. Uh, oh man, that was just was, beautiful. Um,
2: I want to get like, that like framed and put this. it on my wall. <laughs> you got, you got to have it with like the height and weight stats for them as well, mm-hmm. like, like like a fight card. Like it's like you don't. It's like man, you really don't want to do this right now. And like, and that's the thing, that like, you're saying, but like he's there for a few months. Like he had like three wins in his first three games. Kind of played in four games in the regular season, three in the postseason. Like. It wasn't like he was in the league, for like you know, like we keep saying, Cam Ward. Wardo mm-hmm. was Wardo was there the whole. He had season. experience
4: yeah, for the entire season.
2: The whole season and stuff like that, because Martin Gerber played out of his mind the whole regular season and kind of like struggled ish in the playoffs, especially against the Montreal series in 06. But it was like, at least Cam Ward knew what he was kind of doing going into the playoffs. And of course, he got an absolute heater, and we all know what happened in the in the playoffs in '06. My but hero. it's just like love Wardo. it's just <laughs> get his number retired is all i have to say and it has to be in a number shape like his jersey like the original cup winning mm-hmm. like how they have for ronnie francis but it's just rod Moore also that needs to happen as well um but it's just it's 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 hard for kachkod to go into a situation like that and it's you feel bad for the kid you also feel bad for ronta too because it's like he It's his first postseason. He's really trying. It's just, and the thing is, special teams is really, was really killer that entire, like the whole entire playoffs. Pelican was getting overworked. And you really think about that top six wasn't, it wasn't the best postseason. So it wasn't, it wasn't top six, six esque. Like outside of Trocheck, it was, uh, yeah, Aho did get goals. Like I said, we'll do stats there in a little bit. But even then, Ajo was quiet. Svetchikov was quiet. He just like, didn't
4: have anybody showing up in front of him like you would expect a team that, to in a game offense, like
2: that. Yeah, the offense so, just kind of went stone cold. And like the Boston series, obviously they were in it because they scored five goals basically every time they won. But the Rangers series, it was just, it was a lot more defensively sound. So I was a lot closer games. And like, unlike game seven, where it was, mo- it was a blowout, unfortunately, but it's like, you get what four goals in your first like two games, like that's so kinda, that's kind of brutal for the playoffs. Like you're like, that's almost going stone cold.
3: And and for playoffs alone, like there were some weird moments that game seven um, at some pivotal pivotal times. Um, I mean, for for one, you know, New York Rangers scoring five five power play goals in the last five games. Usually, like. Yeah, you know, that that was, that, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Usually were, your PK will will write issues like that's just a string of bad luck, I think. It was then that game entire game and,
4: seven was because you know Jarvis got injured too, he did uh, yeah. not look good going off yeah. the bench.
3: That's what I was getting to. So, like yeah. the power play goals, they had two that game, yeah, that they were both extremely, brutal. extremely weird goals because the Second power play goal, like what what Bailey was alluding to, you get called for a too many men on the ice because natchez is coming in and he doesn't realize that Jarvis is hurt yet. That's yeah. just unfortunate.
2: That's and kind of that's if you're if you're the refs, you kind of know that he's hurt. You kind of let that one slide because like what can you do when the dude is because initially because we heard oh he broke his skate because the way he was like sitting on the bench, someone thought his skate broke, and then you look at the hit later like
1: ooh, and the fact that Truba. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org.
0: <laughs> for
2: back-to-back series, no calls on high hits, but everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, that was clean. Said it said wasn't intended.
1: It's and like, it just,
4: it was unlucky for Jarvis, too, because literally, the was it the game before he had caught a stick, a heck of a slapper face. to the face. It bent yeah. his forefront teeth in.
1: Yeah, it, like, did.
4: it its he's just coming off of that, and then he gets hit in the head, and protocol you got to take him off
3: and and let's let's not forget like the boston series he took the shots of the uh the baby Jarvises. like yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah, yeah. um yeah rough playoffs yeah
2: no pun intended it was yeah it was very very rough it's just can't yeah, I mean, a
4: heck of a first oh, postseason with the canes though too.
2: I, I said going into the playoffs this guy he'll be the underrated x factor for the hurricanes and he would live up to the underrated x factor to a t because the fact that this kid's only 20, oh, I cannot wait until he's like Svetchikov at twenty two or Aho at like twenty three, twenty four. Especially when you've got
4: Aho as a mentor, too. Yeah. The way that Aho kind of took him in,
2: yeah. And I've been seeing a lot, and I've been seeing this a lot too. I don't know if, like I said, I don't want to throw a name attached to it because I forget, I forget where I saw it, but someone said that the Hurricanes have good scoring, like you were saying earlier, Joel, They don't have the, they don't have the body. Or two of those guys that can they can literally steal a series, or can you know bury pucks on a consistent? They're going to score every night type basis. Like they're like we have superstars in this team, but it's like we don't have the.
4: It's not eagle, like a eagle, McKinnon eagle. or Landeskog kind of superstar. We that don't have we yeah,
2: yeah. Like we have like I, I hate when people say we don't have superstars. Aho is a superstar. is a superstar. Absolutely. We have superstars on this team. Seth Jarvis is gonna be one too. Give him a couple more years. I mean, Jacob Slavin is a superstar. Let's stop acting like he's an underrated defenseman. Like, let's yes. be honest. He's been leading takeaway since his debut in 1516. He like had like 10 penalty minutes in the last two seasons combined. He should be winning the Lady Bing again this year. He should be winning Norris, but I'm not gonna you all I'm know my feelings. That. You know yeah. how I feel about the Norris, but still. Like we have superstars on this team. Freddie Anderson is a superstar. Let's be honest. The dude had an amazing season. The fact that he got snubbed out of a Vesna, at least a nomination. That's how. That's a crime yeah. against hockey. You know the humanity of hockey and the hockey gods. But it's like we have superstars, but like you know what you said, Bill. We don't have the McKinnon Landis Landeskog the. I would like say Leon David. Dr- yeah Leon Dreisaitl, you know, Austin Matthews like I would love to have in the elite top echelon super like there's like there's like a superstar then there's an elite superstar like I said so- we have superstars we just need that elite superstar who's going to be like okay I will take the puck and turn games on its head and I'll bury ridiculous goals like Nathan MacKinnon with his insane back coast to coast backhand we saw against the blues it's just whew, I like you said joel we need those one or two pieces they're going to take it to the next level for the hurricanes you'd be like okay we are going to be a problem because they're kind of like where the avalanche were kind of maybe you know they go through the first round struggle on the second round they might make it to the third you, know, you said they made the conference final not too long ago it's like they're basically where the avalanche are kind of at they're still slowly building to something better and i think it's like we have a good top six, but I still think we need a more of an elite top and top six. That, that kind of makes sense to the both of you. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, so, like,
3: do, yeah, definitely, definitely, Zach. Um, and, and in my opinion, the trade deadline this year, get rid of Max Domi um, and find that top six guy. Like, I don't know. He – it was an interesting – it was a good trade because – it was a, a cheap trade.
4: We got away um, with highway robbery with it. Yeah.
3: for the for the fact and that you had like the, the sixth theater, rounder
2: and yeah, out, it was of, two two
4: yeah two prospects who may not ever see an NHL roster.
2: And the fact that you had the jackets and a and a team in your conference who is paying really good. three quarters
4: of his salary.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're basically yeah you're basically paying a third or a quarter of his salary. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's highway robbery, and it and he was huge. In that game seven against Boston, like he, that's a completely different game if he doesn't put those two pucks in the net. So yeah, he was great steal, and great steal at the at the trade deadline.
3: His so his late game heroic, like his game seven heroics, we'll say because he he scored in game seven of New York too,
2: I think. Uh um, not in game seven. No, yeah, he did. He yeah, did he score. did. He, he had a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had. The, yeah, he had the last goal for the last He goal. got the he got the last Carolina Hurricanes goal of the season. I just realized that Max Domi so, ended it.
3: Like that's great. Like that's fantastic. But like looking at him as like a guy whose only job is to score goals, it has to be a little bit better throughout the series so that you don't get to those game 7s.
1: Like yeah. he needs to be
3: just a little bit and I get like he only, he's only played in like 19 games with you guys since the trade deadline, so
2: yeah, it's But like, his, he was, he wasn't his added last for 50. scoring. He wasn't added for scoring. That was the thing. Yeah, like, like that's not what what he was really added for. Like, yeah, scoring a little bit, but it's like I think it was more like a little bit of a physicality, kind of like that guy who's going to be like, don't mess with the young guys. Like he'll like stick up for himself.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing
4: that a lot of people going into, like once that trade went through, a lot of people thought he was going to be like, people didn't think he was going to be a goal scorer. That's not why he was brought on. He was there to be a pest on the ice. And that was honestly kind of a letdown as well. Because like, see, I personally like him a lot better on the fourth line. Than I do on the second line where Rod put him a lot of times when he was kind of first starting out, mm-hmm. um, and it just it like it didn't work out for him and he had so much more production he was so much more visible when he was yeah. there on that fourth line, um, but so... yeah he he wasn't there to score goals I mean sure goals are great when they come but
3: yeah
2: well like you said about so I guess the, like
3: like take him away from it then like you, you know stall and Fat and uh, Jesper Fast like they do other things besides like you know. Uh, you know their other contribution guys as well
2: yeah they they shut they shut down the top lines which is basically what jordan stall is he's really gets shutting down lines and like in what was going off of with with domi it was just like he, that's he's not a second line guy he he hasn't been his entire career he's not a goal scorer that's the problem and talking about lineups real quick poor ethan bear did not see a playoff game poor at Bears, all he. like bro like I I to kind of understand that because the defense was somewhat consistently good-ish at home. The road, I would I would have given Ethan Bear a couple games for the fact that he got zero zero games. That's pretty brutal for that. I mean, luckily we'll probably have him back next season because I think he's an RFA, but that still that still kind of stings. Like you know, how, and I was yeah. gonna
4: say I need to try to find the tweet that I was looking at earlier. So listen to this. The Hurricanes were 40, 13, and five with Ethan Bear in the lineup and 21, 14, and three with him out.
2: So basically what you're saying is sorry, Brendan Smith, you're not coming back next year. We need Ethan Bear full time because we have a lot of we have a few our fight we have a two RFA uh, UFAs on the defense. Yeah and ethan bears an rfa so what you're saying is ethan bear needs to be resigned for a longer contract extension needs to play a lot of minutes next season and
4: the thing that sucks about bearsy though is the it, covid just really hit him at a really inopportune time
1: yeah um because it, it, he did
4: not bounce back like a lot of the like almost every other player in the nhl did like it, it kept yeah. him out of commission for a while and that's exactly what
1: Enough. allowed
4: brendan smith to come and kind of show out and show that he earns quote-unquote earns a spot on the roster
2: yeah i, I like brendan Smith, but I don't. Yeah, he was kind of he was huge in a couple games, but it's for me that's still a thing where it's.
4: I kind of feel the same about Brendan Smith as I do about Max Domi. It's
2: it's it's great to have, but it's not something I want to see all of next season. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like, okay, we saw a season, but it's great. But Ethan Bear is younger, like I think he's twenty six compared to thirty three of Brendan Smith it's just I feel like it's gonna be um you need kind of need like an Ethan Bear for a season because of how young he is and he's good like you said this like the like with him in the lineup you want to have that like I think he brings a different style to his game so I agree I think Ethan Bear needs more of a showing next year and I mean we'll like i said we'll do a little bit more of the off season stuff real quick you know in a little bit but um bef- so i wanted to do jump into the playoff stats real quick but before we do that we're going to uh, kick it over to the sponsors real quick of the podcast you know Primo X hockey Shock Hydrate in the clutch and you know just take a few second give a few minutes to you know talk about them and all their great support to this podcast once we come back we'll do uh playoff stats kind of what we want to see with how the off season is going to go a tad bit of Colorado Rock uh, not Rockies, Avalanche stuff, sorry. It's been a long day. I've been out in ten hours worth of sunlight. My brain's fried. They were
4: the Rockies many a moon ago.
2: They yes. were, so I wasn't completely <laughs> off. Well, but, yeah, but yeah, but once we come back, we'll jump into we'll jump into the back end ish of the podcast. Uh, we'll get back to that here in a little bit. Hey everyone. We'll go back to the regular scheduled part of the podcast here after we talk with the sponsors of Primo X hockey. Shocked Hydrate and In the Clutch Apparel. If you're looking for any cool hockey equipment, we're talking from stick protectors, pucks, skate laces, all that good stuff, make sure to check out the boys over at PrimoX Hockey. They are really amazing. They have really great products over there. The good thing about them is they do free shipping across the United States, or if you want to, since they're based in the Raleigh area, you can go pick up their products at their warehouse. Really simple and easy to use. Just go over to PrimoXHockey.com. Make sure in the comments when you check out, make sure to tell them that Zach from the SearchCast is They have a really lot of cool stuff over there. They also have hoodies, T-shirts, hats, a lot of great stuff, koozies and stickers. Really great group of guys. Like I said, I cannot talk enough about how great Primo X Hockey is and the fact that they were also the OG day one sponsors. So please go make sure to check them out over there at PrimoXHockey.com for all of your hockey equipment needs. Second sponsor i like to talk about is Shocked Hydrate. If you're looking to take your gaming to the next level, get that energy, get that focus, make sure to go over to shockedhydrate.com and get the watermelon or the green apple flavors. I cannot highly recommend them enough. I really like their watermelon, but I kind of like their green apple a little bit more. But they have really, really amazing stuff over there. If you use the code SEARCHCAST, you will get 10% off your order. So make sure to go check out shockedhydrate.com. There's also, if you click the link tree in the description, click on the shocked hydrate link. You can head on over there and check that out. Like I said, use searchcast at checkout for 10% off your order. Really, really great stuff. So take your gaming to the next level with shocked hydrate. Last sponsor I want to talk about today is in the clutch apparel, really great group over there. They have a hundred percent license price. We're talking baseball, football, mls all that great stuff and the cool thing too is we also got merch over there from the search cast so if you're looking for a really cool t-shirt or a hoodie to support the podcast make sure to check out in the clutch.com make sure to go check out the hockey section and you'll see the search cast great t-shirt great hoodie make sure to check that out they'll really help me and help and support the podcast and if you use the code surge at checkout you will also get 10 percent off from there as well so Make sure to check out in the clutch.com. Go search for whatever apparel you want, really cool stuff. If you're also looking for something really cool for hockey apparel wise, make sure to check out the search cast area of the hockey side and use, like I said, use 10% off when you use the code search. The last sponsor we're going to talk about, it's not about for my specific show, but it is for belly up sports. If you go to Canadips CBD.com slash Belly up twenty, or if you go use Belly up twenty at checkout, you'll get twenty percent off your order with Cannadips CBD. I cannot highly recommend these guys enough either. They're really, really great stuff. I really enjoy it. I got the Humboldt Collection Maui Wowie, hundred percent American grown hemp supplement. You get fifteen pouches per can. You get ten milligrams per pouch. You're talking about one hundred and fifty milligrams per can. And the good thing with that is, like I said, if you use Belly up twenty at checkout you get 20% off your order. And also, like I said, go to canadipscbd.com slash bellyup20 to go use that link. It's a really great product. I highly recommend it. I actually just ordered a can of strawberry crush and mango. I'm really excited for those to come in, but I would definitely highly recommend those guys. So make sure, like I said, go to canadipscbd.com slash bellyup20 for 20% off your order. With them, and that will help support not just the search cast, but also all podcasts on the belly up side of things. Now, back to your regular scheduled Hurricanes content with the search cast. All right, and we're back. Thank you to all of our amazing sponsors of the podcast Primal Hockey, Shock, Hydra, and the Clutch. Very, very awesome to have them with the podcast. So I need a hoodie. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, in the clutch apparel, you know, you use the code Surge for ten percent off. We got a really nice uh, Surge cast hoodie. From what I've heard, the quality is very, very nice. So, I mean, if you if you if you need to rock some uh, podcast merch in the winter time, because I know it kind of gets cold out where you guys are in Colorado. So, I mean, why why not grab a hoodie and you know help support the podcast because we want to do cooler stuff, maybe some giveaways, maybe some other good stuff. So, who knows? So why don't you head on over and do that, Surge, 10% off, uh, for a hoodie and t T-shirt, because why not?
3: You know I have to pick one up and rep it in the South when I go back to see the family because I love rep and have stuff down there, but people look at me like I'm just... Crazy. <laughs> so, know well, I'm waiting till
4: I go back to visit North Carolina dressed up in an AVS hoodie, and everybody's going to look at me like I'm nuts because I'm all about the gains And they're just like, what the heck are you doing?
2: Yeah. Right. It's just like, wait, what? So, yeah. So, there you go. You can have a little bit of a, um, You know, get, get a search cast because why not? You know, we'll support and, you know, it'd be kind of cool. So, but stats wise. So um, I first looked over it earlier today and I was like, okay, there's some names that did that contributed pretty well. Uh, other names, not so much. Uh, unfortunately, we did not have a points per game guy in the postseason. but We do have two guys at 11 points. And surprisingly, both got four goals and seven assists. Uh, Tevo Taravainen and Sebastian Ajo tied for the most points for the Hurricanes with 11 in 14 games. And here's something surprising, too, I didn't know about. Sebastian Ajo had 12 penalty minutes to Taravainen's two. Yep. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And... Uh, Stopper. I'd almost
4: I, like I hate that I can't remember what that penalty was. And I know people listening are gonna be yelling at me.
3: <laughs> was it the game the game seven penalty? Was Probably. it game seven? So or what which which penalty was it?
4: Uh so turbo only had two PIMs.
2: Yeah. So. yeah, two penalty minutes the entire time and it's just we'll
4: look this up while you're talking.
2: Uh you know, shot like shot percentage, like eleven point eight for Terra and Aho is twelve point five. I mean you know, Vincent Cherchik finished with 10, six goals, four assists. A player that I'm hoping doesn't come back next year is a TDA. He finished with 10, one goal and nine assists. Seth Jarvis, who we did talk about, eight points in the playoffs. His first ever playoffs, three goals, five assists. Um, surprisingly, he did finish with a minus one. That was a little interesting.
4: Very Interesting.
2: Vincent Trochik did finish with seven, though, so our, our uh, plus-minus guy was Trochek, but that's kind of like an over overused stat, really, but I still think it's kind of interesting. He also had 19.4 on the shot percentage. So you go Vincent Trochek, young Tro with a 19.4 and a 58.25 base-off percentage. Like, um, like I said, we're going to talk about guys that need to come back next year. Safe to say Vinja Churchek may be one of those guys. I'm just saying. Um, Jacob Slavin, eight points. I mean, are we are are both of you really shocked that Jacob Slavin, you know, got eight points? He was leading
4: uh plus minus in the postseason for a while there.
2: He was. He so. definitely was. Uh Max Domi got six points, three goals, three assists. Jordan Stahl got six. Nino Niederreiter. Five points, four goals and assists, but he did finish with a minus five. Um, Andre Svechnikov, five points, four goals and one assist. Martin Nietzsche, five points. All those were assists. Brendan Smith was four. Brady Shea, three. Brett Pesci, three. Ian Cole, two. Barry Kockanyam, he did finish with two points, but I do have the preference. It's a lot of fourth line, and I'm using air quotes, fourth line minutes. Um. Jasper Foss only one point, Jordan Martinick only one point, but Martinick only played in six games. So there is that little caveat of that. Uh, Steven Lorenz, you know, zero points, only played in five games. He did get 17 penalty minutes, but that was because that was his instigator penalty with his 10 they had on top of that. Yes. Which that shouldn't have been an instigator. Um, And Derek Stepan, only three games, zero points of the minus two. I mean, there's nothing you can do. With, you can't blame on and Lorenz. There's nothing you can do about that. Even Jordan Martin, not getting hurt. He missed a lot of games, but a lot of guys got 14. Um, and for goalies, Antti Ranta, 13 games played, 13 started, 6-5. He did finish with a 2.26 goals against, uh, 297 saves, a save percentage of 922, and did get a shutout. out So, mean... Like we were saying earlier, Ante Ronta. I mean, what what more can you really what more can you really say about Ante Ronta how good he was?
4: I was gonna say he was up there in goals against uh before uh it, like he was top contender um in goals against average before that game seven against the Rangers. That really came to bite him a hard one.
2: It did, yeah, it definitely so, did.
4: That yeah, did not help it at all, which but he fantastic. I mean, like we we already kind of went on our little tangent earlier, but I I would love to see him in a Hurricanes jersey for a while.
2: I yeah, I definitely love to see anti Ronta too. I, it does make it I would like to see Ronta in a, in a Kansas jersey for a while, but here's the, also the other side of that. You have Alex Lyon, you've got Kochkov, Mm -hmm. you've got a bunch of other, you have Jack LaFontaine, you have a lot of guys in the AHL right now that are really good that you don't want to get into a logjam of having all these really good guys get stuck in the the AHL for too long. Um, Right. And, I mean, it just
4: comes down to having that many strings uh, in the kind of goalie line. uh, Like, you got to think, like, that's a lot of guys sitting yeah, it's a ex- lot of guys not getting time on ice, not getting experience in the net. Um, yeah,
2: exactly. Because you're talking two in the NHL and like f- four in the AHL, and that's not like counting the guys are in, Nor- in Norfolk for the Admirals. That's a you like you really don't want to be so far down that you are you're having to somehow rotate guys in the AHL with, with four dudes. Someone's gonna have to get traded, or you're gonna figure something out. And I love Antiranta. He is kind of up there in age. Like, Freddie, you could see for a longer extent of time because he's still pretty decently young-ish for a goalie. Um, and the fact of the season he had to before he got hurt, I mean, phenomenal job. I do see Freddie Anderson stay, sticking around in the Hurricane jersey a little bit longer. anti Ranta, it's definitely a toss-up because he, both of their contracts are done next year. So we only yeah. got one more season of each. We'll we'll probably do this in an off season podcast where we kind of see who might get a you know, once we get into the re-sign phase, the free agency phase, all that stuff. There's a lot of who do you see more getting a contract extension either this year or next year? So but
4: and the thing is too, it, it's a weird off season too, cause there are some teams in the NHL where they have an off season and they have guys where their contracts are coming to an end, and they can predict, okay, who's going to get resigned, who's not going to get resigned, what's going to happen to them, what's not going to happen to them. That is absolutely not the case for the Hurricanes.
3: So, no, it's, yeah, it's interesting, and it's also the most important off season, like to date. In my opinion.
4: Which is saying um, something because last offseason was a interesting that one. That was too. a
3: big offseason last year too. I mean, so so look at it this way, right? You just went from from being the the central division champs, congrats, you know, to basically overhauling your entire roster and then winning the metro. Like Yeah. What yeah. I mean, the next step. I mean, obviously, you want to keep, like, look looking at, like, free agent guys, like the, the UFAs. Um, especially, you want to keep Nino, in my opinion. Um, I still hold some sadness for that man because he ended the Avs dreams game seven when he was wearing a gold <laughs> jersey. And, Not better at all. Uh, but, like, you know, he's a great hockey player. Like, you have to keep, like, I feel like you keep Nino and you keep Trocek for sure. Uh, yeah and
4: yeah. and it just comes down to cuz um not to go too too much into cuz like like Zach was saying I mean that's going to be covered in a whole other podcast he does uh yeah. so I, I don't want to take exactly that away from said. him yeah no but it, like just saying too like Nino was saying he wants to come back but his exact words were it takes two to tango so.
2: It does and and here's the thing like Nino is a UFA you're also talking Churchhex a UFA and like we're not gonna go deep into it, but Nino's twenty-nine, Trochek's twenty-eight, that's still pretty decent. And then like like Martin is twenty-three. You've got Kok too, who well no well now signed for the next eight seasons. He already got his extension, yeah, like yeah. he's but like that that's the good news him. though, is that yeah. his
3: his AAV is basically the same as Trochek's.
2: Yeah, yeah, because they got him a lot. cause you're going from a six point one now to a 4.82 for the next eight seasons. So that's that's really helpful. Defense is definitely gonna be interesting because the fact you're looking at Ian Cole and Brendan Smith both both leaving and they're both 33. You know, Ethan Bear's 24. Unfortunately, TDA is at RFA at 26. I really hope they don't bring him back. To be honest, like it's just fingers crossed. Fingers definitely crossed. I mean, and then next year our both of our goalies contracts are up. So I okay, said so we'll definitely it'll be more of a next. Like a future episode, like Bailey said, where it's going to be a deep dive into the con- like into the roster in terms of who do you keep, who do you get rid of. But yeah, like I said, that, I tweeted this out today. If you're the Hurricanes, Nino and Trocheck have to come back. They they have to. I'm you sorry, you have
4: to find a way to do it
2: because those two right now, the way they played in the postseason and how they played this year, I would. And the th- the thing was, they threw Nino on the third line, which it worked. But man, him on that second line with Trocheck, which is so good. And the thing, but the problem is too, is what do you do with Yemi?
4: Yeah,
2: like and the first line, like you have, like I think Martinichis gets bumped down. You put sat- you know, here, here's, here's, here's
3: even stays.
4: Natchez, yeah, here,
2: here, here, here's, a t- here's, opinion, here's, here's, like, here's here's top six. Get here's rid of Natchez in my opinion. I don't know. That's just I, I love I love Martinichis, but yeah, it's here's my top six. So you're talking, you're talking the sat line. You're talking so do, Chikov, you, are, aho, do you aho and then you're looking at Trochik, Nino, and Seth Jarvis.
4: Interesting. How, how's See, that?
2: How's that for a top six? I almost like That's the S A
4: great- J line more. <sighs> or the T A J. Not the S A J, the T A J. My bad. That's Turbo Aho Jarvis.
2: Jar- yeah. That, that would Jarvis. be a bad one too. Yeah, because then you're probably talking about, you know, Nino, Trochek, and Svetchnikov. That wouldn't be a bad line either. Like I the mm-hmm. sat line would be really good. Or, like you said, the line with Ajo, Tara Vine, and and um, Jarvis. Charney. Yeah, that either way, like, but think about that as a top six, though. That would be a very tall, a solid top six. And then like, here's the thing, too. Where, do you put Kakademu in the third line? like that's there's no room for him yeah unfortunately that, is, that with that with the way that top six is yeah it's like unless they're like oh you don't bring short back you throw cock and the up, or you don't bring nino back throw him on the wing yeah it's like i said that's tough it's just that that top six is just like weird like then we talk about you need that elite goal scorer who do you slide down that's that's why i do not envy that's why i do not envy um uh, dell that's that is you, a so, rough road to go down.
3: You keep the core together, right? You keep your main guys together. Um but yeah, it's like it's 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 one or two pieces. Um I look at this Kane's team right now as like equivalent to the avs right before they got Kadri. Um in a way. Yeah. yeah. Because the avs like they needed help getting over a hump too um Kadri was able to take them over that hump this year which was cool to see and like a lot of times it just takes just one extra piece instead of just like you know messing with with certain chemistries that you have built with your lines so it, it is a super tough uh like yeah uh not an enviable position to um to be in <laughs> and that's the
4: thing too is that top at least four guys out of the top six are very interchangeable so it's not it, like there's a lot of chemistry just in that top six alone
3: yeah I mean, um, you could switch them around much like the Avs top six they're an interchangeable group and yeah and that's Brenda Moore loves to change his lines just like Bednar to it degree. Yeah, so and
2: that, but that's the problem too like so you said you don't bring the elite goal scorer who do you move down if you want to move cock in the email because you can't keep him on the fourth line forever. Where do you put him? Do you put him on the third line wing? That's the tough thing to do. And and going back to the I, go back to the stats real quick. I mean I'm look I, like I was looking over the postseason stats a little bit more as we were talking. And it's just like here's the thing that really hurts is the fact that Fetch got that contract extension. You can't have five points in fourteen games. Yeah. And that's that it. that's something that so I he, think I mentioned
4: yeah that's a something i think i mentioned on a previous podcast i was on with Mm -hmm. Zach, is it it almost seems like it's like right before like like right when his contract was ending he was having a heck of a season uh like everybody was looking at this guy like oh my god and then as soon as that that should have made all-star
3: game right yeah yeah, it's- exactly. Aho Aho was a shoe-in, but Svetch should have been there as well in my opinion.
4: But no, but uh, that's what I'm saying though too is this season has definitely not been the best that we've seen from Svetch. So I feel like him pl- playing out of his mind before his contract ended was basically just like oh, oh ooh, keep me, keep me, keep me and sign me so I can uh, like make money so I can stay with you guys and then he just kind of let off the gas and it was it's not it's not in character from what we had previously seen from him
2: yeah like i hope it's i hope there's something i hope there's something else that was going on that was kind of throwing him off because yeah you really don't that's not something you really want to see i've got you just i know long-term deal like even we love nino he only got five points like i said i want to keep him around but it's like you kind of need like i said
4: Get him some Russian gas.
2: Well, the bad part part was he was on the third line, too, for the whole playoffs. I don't understand why you take him off the second line where he was productive all season. That's kind of was another head-scratcher of why it was Nino on the third line so much. And then, you know, Seth Jarvis played out of his mind. You know, eight
0: points in 14 games in your first playoff. You love to see it. Information.
2: Like, Churchick got 10. Okay, great. You love to see that. That's what you kind of want of your second line center. You know, shot percentage, best on the team, faceoff percentage, almost dang near best on the team. Jordan Stall bml out with a 59.77. we got 55, Martinick at 80. But, I kind of, in terms of guys who actually played center a lot, like, Churchick had a really solid, you know, faceoff percentage of 58.25. He said, best shot percentage. Like, Almost led the team in shots. Like I think Teravina had 34 and Ahu had 32. And Svech had 36. Bree Shame it had 32 shots. Like, and the thing is though, and I hate to say this, but Ahu, like Teravina was there. Ajo was also there too in terms of points, but at the same time, you're like, where were these guys in a lot of these big games, too? It's like they had the points. But I hate to say this too. It seemed like they were kind of non-existent in a yeah. lot of the games so, too. It was like a lot of like flash. Oh there he's. Oh there he is. And then it was is, like where? It's like is they were he? playing peekaboo. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, I, I hate to say that, but it's like, am I wrong to think though, or did you guys see that too? It's kind of like a they were there but also not there at the same time type deal.
3: It was weird because uh, like regular season, first half of the season canes were like on fire oh yeah as far as like goals going in the back of the net like all that good stuff it was happening like you name it it was happening but like second half of the season and once the playoffs, once,
2: once march hit like, after that some, all-star it, break yeah like it was for something, some reason, something happened that all-star that all-star break just absolutely zapped whatever zone they were in i don't know what it was yeah i'm glad that wasn't the only one that noticed this Because March and April were absolutely the most brutalist. Like they were winning games, but it was a lot of a five hundred clip type hockey. You're like,
4: and I will say, March was a very stacked schedule for them. Like I've still got the uh, March schedule as my screensaver because I haven't changed it yet. So like, you're playing the Capitals how many times? Three times. I'm seeing. I
2: I think Walt Ruff said it was like forty six games in ninety one days or ninety something days. Like you're talking there was weeks we were doing like four games a week and it was every other night and i'm like yeah and like that like for a hockey player that's rough for fans that's rough for what we all do as podcasters like can you imagine trying to figure out how to keep up with so many games in a span like that you're trying to schedule stuff out like like i said i'm not saying that like oh we have it rough but it's like for hockey players that's brutal like because what was like we had It was like three games in four days, and two were like a back to back in Pittsburgh and Philly. And they lost the Philly game only because they played like one o'clock the day before against Pittsburgh. And like two days before the Pittsburgh game, they're playing another game. So they they had a game, they had three games in four days. What are you going to do with that? Well, I mean, just look at this,
4: just look at this lineup of seven games in what is it like 22 days? Don't correct my math i suck at math you got the abs you got the flyers you've got pittsburgh you've got toronto you've got the capitals you've got new york and you've got tampa bay that is a heck of a 22 day period
2: yeah that that's a that's a very rough two and a half three weeks where you're playing a lot of you're basically playing a lot of the teams that got into the playoffs and let's also i i got like i want to preface this too the entire eastern conference Hundred points getting into the playoffs. First time ever that all teams in that conference got a hundred points. Yeah, it's a it's a gauntlet out of the East, regardless of who who even makes it to the Cup final. Whoever's winning the West is going to have like probably they're going to
4: have a field day.
2: I'm not saying it's going to be like a sweep, but it's going to be. The West has nothing compared to what the East has to go through because you have a lot of teams that are basically kicking the crap out, of it, which they're going to the Cup final. So and so, I adds. guess Joel,
4: I'm kind of interested in your perspective on that too, and how you're kind of viewing uh, should the Avs uh, – when when the Avs make it to <laughs> yes. uh, the Stanley Cup final. What what are your thoughts on whoever comes out of the East?
3: Um, I mean, I I, I, I wouldn't lie if I didn't say that. Um, regardless of who the Avs face in the Stanley Cup, they're going to be going up against a better goalie. Um, either Vasi or Chesty, uh, I do not want to face either of them right now.
2: <laughs> that's, um, I know. that's And that's what I was afraid of, too, for the Hurricanes, too. I'm like, Toronto, how could you have not done your job? Pittsburgh, how could you have not done your job? Because, man, Tristan Jari yeah. and Casey Smith, I would have had no issue with that in round two. And then yeah. you're Justy, possibly talking Florida or Toronto. Pff, okay, yeah. I, I I like Jack Campbell, but come on.
3: He really? like Chester can he, he flipped a switch right after game like three uh, for Pittsburgh.
2: Yep. In that, that series. And
3: like, yeah. it, it, like a nine, <laughs> he, he stopped 95% of the shots against you guys that series, basically. Like, I don't know how you beat that.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Um, uh, a hope in your prayer is not enough, and apparently, <laughs> no, apparently, apparently, candle circles don't work either on Twitter. No. Like, that wasn't working, voodoo doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, even the hockey guys are like, Sorry, we got nothing for you on this one. You're just kind of my like, hands are tied, <laughs> like, <it, laughs> half foot storm of the castle type deal. Really, it's,
3: it's terrifying. Um, but like, to, to Carolina's point, and it will be like a good point for Carolina, you're seeing. Like, the power dynamics of the East finally start to shift a little bit, um, in my yeah. opinion. Like, all of us growing up um, – I mean, I know, Zach, you're a little bit older than uh, than Bailey and myself, but
5: um, – Just a bit. Just, just a, a bit. bit. <laughs> just a bit. Just a
3: bit. But, like, I mean, you guys remember, Pittsburgh was considered a dynasty, and they only mm-hmm. won three cups through 13 years. You've got yeah, them. They, getting, they all
2: they they also did go back to back, so you yeah, kind of have yeah. to give them a little bit of a respect on that. They did have a, but they did they did back to back it, like three and thirteen
3: but, years, like with right, the roster but, they had. You've got yeah. them kind of on the way down. Mm-hmm. You've got Washington kind of on the way down. They've done what they've needed to do.
2: Now you have you've the got, Ranger. You have the Rangers coming up. Toronto's on. Uh, Tampa's on a back to back. Toronto's still trying to figure out whatever their thing is. The <laughs> Hurricanes four straight playoff appearances 2 back-to-back division titles Mm but of course we all we all saw how the west was in the early 2010s hawks kings hawks kings for a good part of it too and that was in the middle of all that craziness like and yeah it's yeah you finally see the dynamic but it's like it's 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 good to see the dynamic coming back in the east but it's also the bad time for the hurricanes to see that because a lot of the good teams are in the east yeah so every playoff matchup is going to be absolutely insane but yeah it's Rangers are the team
3: that you guys will have to worry about in your division. That's it. Yeah. In my opinion. That is the only team you guys will have to worry about. Like I I saw them, I saw them getting good like a couple years back. And with like Zabinajad and all those guys coming in, like Panarin. Like that's no like slouch of a roster they have up there with with that talent, but
2: yeah,
3: like. Shesty takes them to another level. I don't know if he like prematurely caused their rise or if they just are all of a sudden here now. Um,
4: no. I and think, I, every, almost every single Rangers player will tell you without Shusterkin, they are nothing.
2: I yeah. can tell you, I know you probably both listened to the Kyle Hall episode where I had him on when we previewed the Rangers series. You guys probably did. He
4: even said that. Yeah.
2: He even said, you take Ugrish off this lineup. They're playing golf with the devils. Like that yeah. is like the type of, like their defense, he Kyle even said their defense is not that strong. Yeah. Their bottom six isn't really that and good. It's just, just because they, got, they they have Shosturkin, who is an absolute brick wall with pads. It's get just rid of TDA
3: just for that reason alone. Yeah, because you know he has that history with New York. He's an emotional player who can't keep his emotions in check on the ice. So get especially, rid of TDA, especially especially after being like Exercise six. that a little bit, like and. <sighs>
2: You know I I the thing is it's like unless someone offers sh- offer sheets him or trades for him, I, I hope he asked for some ridiculous contract and the hurricane's like bye. Nope. We don't like, want see, you pull a Dougie us. Hamilton on him. Yeah, yeah. Please, because like, like it's just I don't like Bailey knows this, everyone knows this. I do not like TDA. I'll reference him by his actual last name unless it's kind of unless someone actually unless it's like one of those things where you kind of have to say it. But I'm t- initials only, and like I said. You can't, this is not an art from the artist type deal. Like, no. he is. Not like you know, I
4: used to think it was.
2: Like no, no. And he, thankfully, Beth reminded me of that reason why, and I'm kind of glad. Props to you, so, Beffers. So he's a, you, he's Beth. A, he's, it's just, like, he's, a, he's a prick. Let's just he's a defenseman
3: real. who can't even, he, he can't back check, yo. He is an a offen- defenseman he, who can't back check. He is an, he is, he is an like,
2: offensive defenseman to the absolute max. It's like you add all the, did everyone remember like playing like, Back, oh, i'm really gonna age myself did any of you play the backyard sp- sports on pc growing up please one mm-hmm. you, please tell me one of you did pablo sanchez mvp baseball <laughs> okay <thanks. laughs> so so are you talking the og backyard baseball or are you talking like the new kind of updated oh, 2000 late. like late okay
3: when i played it it was the og because i was okay. like second third fourth grade i think so
2: okay cool all right so you, so you kind of go see so like how you had like the stats of like fielding was all like some like some of the stats were, like fielding pitching hitting like they were like max to the far side and some were, like we're way to the back end tony d'angelo is maxed out offensive and defense is down to one it's just, like, that's, that's and one that's not
4: race. something you want to see from a defenseman especially somebody who's in the top pairing
3: yeah like, like and, sl- but, and- slavo deserves <laughs> to stay <and> give <sighs> yourself a scoring like an Another offensive defenseman that's
2: not TDA,
4: right? And opinion. put that's... Brady
2: Shea on the top line. Put Brady Shea. Brady Shea shoots pucks. He led the team almost. He almost led in shots. Put Brady Shea as I would the have top. Loved to see
4: a Slavin Bearsy pairing,
2: you know what? Often. That's even better. Slavin so. Slaven slave Bear first line, and Brady Shea Pesci second pairing. All for it. Yeah. Give me that all. See, the time. and
4: I, I'll I'll Chaffee, say a Green little and Cole.
2: I'll, I'll we'll give you a little
4: caveat there. Brady, Shea, and Pesci, when they're consistent, is the big yes. Yes.
2: Because biggest Shea, game. Shea, did Shea have Pesci, that pinching Pesci, issue in
3: game six? He with-
2: did. Shea does have that issue, but Brett Pesci, he's always consistently consistent. That's just how great Brett right. Pesci is. Another underrated player. Oh, plus Absolutely. his brother. His brother is a great follow on Twitter. His yeah.
4: father is fantastic. Oh,
2: yeah. But it's just... Uh, like I said, we'll go through more. We'll definitely touch on this more. when We get more into the offseason of like the who needs to go, who needs to stay. I'm saying this right now TDA has to leave. I can. I don't a lot of people like them. There's people I can't fault, like people who try to follow me on Twitter. I can't follow them back when I see TDA defender or anything. TDA. I've had to
4: mute accounts. Like, I, yeah. I'm not a confrontational person to the point where I unfollow, uh, but I will mute just because I, 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 I can't stand it.
2: If I already don't follow you and I see anything, a TDA profile picture or a TDA, anything in your bio, nothing against you, I just can't because you will see me say something about TDA and I do not want to hear your nonsense in my my mentions. It's just mental health-wise, and I've been like this on Twitter, both of you follow me on there, I'm not, like, I will ignore you. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll mute your account. I will not even address your nonsense. No. Like yeah. I will tweet I w- I'll tweet what I want I'll tweet what I want to tweet out. If you don't if if you want to have a civil car con- if you don't agree with me but you want to have a civil conversation fine I will I'm all for that. But if you're coming out the rip out of pocket I am not going to deal with you because I don't have the time for that. And I can't so. tell you
4: how many different people I talked to after game seven on Twitter who were bashing the canes. Uh, like talk about the, or I don't know if you guys saw that one post where the guy was, guy was like uh, it's a, and the hurricanes are a floozy fran- franchise. They made fun of Bruins fans for being Bruins fans because of that uh, trolling video, whatever. Oh, and it like all that, and I, I respectfully responded to him. I was like free. And Chris, I, I got the saying from Chris from the Locked On Space too. Freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence, especially when the Bruins are the ones that started it. They wouldn't. He wouldn't have had. It, and the admin wouldn't have had a troll video to make if those comments weren't there.
2: Yeah, like so the the uh, Hurricanes Twitter account has every right to be petty when. Everyone said that the Hurricanes were going to get swept, five or six. And that's the, all the Twitter I saw. account
4: is always it, it, it is always and has always been the kind of account that when there when something comes up to be made fun of, they roll with the f- punches and they make fun out of it. Like yeah. bunch of jerks is a beautiful example.
2: Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. They, they made legit merch and everything else out of it. And the, and the thing too is like. They're basically the Wendy's of hockey or slash sports. <laughs> <Twitter>. They don't <laughs> care. They'll roll with it and they'll it. And they'll roast you back. And I've and I've been saying this too. I even said to Walt Ruff, I would love to see a Wendy's Hurricanes Twitter <laughs> battle, just a Twitter beef.
4: Put a Wendy's in PNC. <laughs>
3: We just gotta tag them in a similar thread, like somehow oh, find yeah. a, retwe- a tweet, find a connection that like relates to chicken nuggets and hockey or something, and Dino
4: you know,
2: just... Yeah, we gotta figure something up. <laughs> I, I would love, I would love a roast off. Like we, I would, I would pay pay per view tickets for a roast off on Twitter just between those two accounts. Oh, because my God. I- imagine the fire that comes out of that, like. Talk about if the Hurricanes five.
4: can uh, roast Brad Marchand the way that they did, they can absolutely
2: take on Wendy's. Oh, um, I, like I said, I'd pay Category 5 tickets of anything to see that type of flame between those two guys. And all these puns are completely intended. But it's just, yeah. The fact that people were clowning that kid for crying, shame on you, kids are off limits. Do not ever make fun of kids. No,
4: absolutely not.
2: Like, Even adults to an like even then, like you know what, it's their team, they get emotional. Like I said, I had I had to take a day off from hockey yesterday because I was not I did not want to deal like like I said, I I love being on the avalanche space with you guys, but I just I needed that mental break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My 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 main team just lost. Like I'm like I I I need to tap out for a night. Right. Because it's just one of those things and it's like
5: If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com slash partners for more information.
2: I'm not watching any of the Eastern Conference final like. None zero. I I can't do it for the Eastern Conference. Western Conference fine. Stanley Cup, duh. It's the Stanley Cup final. You kind of have to watch
3: the the but. pace of the Eastern Conference too. I mean, like I, I saw a meme on the old uh, old Twitter machine today. The old Twitter. <laughs> the old Twitter, old Twitter. Um, and it was like pace of the two uh, conference finals, and you had Eastern Conference, and it was like. That uh that scene from um I think it was like Bugs Life with the old dude in the park with the
2: chessboard.
4: I haven't seen Bugs Life since I was like
3: five
4: oh years
2: yeah, old. I I, I, I it's know been, I know was, was, so so was this like was it like right before the movie started? It was like the yeah, two old, so, you know, were, it's the same guy facing each other, but you didn't really notice that at first. Yep, and yeah, he's yeah, just know, like
3: yeah. super slowly moving pieces, like that's Eastern Conference, and then in the Western Conference, it's like they posted like a Wild West like shootout with like everyone just like
2: Going, crazy. oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, um, it's it's wild, but That's, uh, no, pun intended. yeah, no <laughs> pun intended. but um, yeah, it's yeah.
3: but I think the Avs have a good chance to get to the, the Stanley Cup finals. I was um, gonna say,
4: what did you think of the game yesterday?
3: I so we didn't play particularly good yeah, by I... any stretch. Okay. Yeah, I saw
2: the score. I'm like eight to six. I, I, we even the Oilers are
4: carrying a curse with them. I swear. Yes.
2: That, uh, we we, po- <laughs> we posted something on the Billy Apocky Twitter, and I'm so I'm like, you know what? I have to post it because, like,
5: why, all right, behind b- 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 yeah.
2: behind the curtain of Billy Apaki, me and Bailey run the Twitter account for Billy Apaki. Don't look at the man behind the curtain, but I'm going to let you on this one. We had to do something for that, and I think like whenever a team plays the Oilers, the goalies forget how to goalie, mm-hmm. like. What in the, so, well, it doesn't help too that you know Kemper gets hurt. Franzose is in, like,
3: yeah. It, what? <laughs> it was such a weird game. Um, you had what I loved was like the first couple periods when Avs were up seven three. We were coasting. All things good. All things dandy. That's
2: that your game that, that you like, costed. You coasted. That's your problem. That's what costed yeah, you.
3: This you team the off the has game. don't do it they have a habit
2: of coming out strong
3: and then like you said, letting the foot off the gas don't um, do that it, it's put in it's the, submis- the, it's the weirdest thing so kick
2: him in a submission
3: three, so Manson, three and a
2: quit three and a quit that's all you need to do win three games make him quit in game four total yeah. submission
3: it was it it was weird because like you had Oiler's fans um like some of them that I saw today were saying, for example, like, oh, we played really bad and lost eight to six. You know, we, we, we have a chance. Good. That's like, not good. The Avs, Avs played bad too, and we still retired Smith. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. I don't know. It's, um, yeah.
2: I, maybe game two, it's a lot better where it's not so close and people are like, huh, about it. But yeah, like yeah, like
3: there's, there's, there's Oilers fans saying right now, that they're they're comparing it to the Calgary series, which
2: I hold up, <laughs> hold up. The There's goals are
4: maybe the only thing that that yeah. this game and and that series had in I'm common. I'm sorry,
2: it's still the Avalanche. Like I, yeah, and I've told you guys this, this is too. blasphemy. Like I, like, I, I'm kind of hitching. I'm not. Real, I'm hitching my wagon to hope you guys win because I don't want any other team to win because welcome. Screw screw the Oilers and screw the entire Eastern Conference other than the Hurricanes because it's not the Hurricanes but it's like yeah like I guess a mutual friends of you guys all out in Colorado like I said it's kind of like a team that I'm going to follow just for you know solidarity but it's like that's the team I want to win at this point forget everyone else yeah it's like, just like, I,
3: there's just something like there's something with Edmonton that they're, Bailey they Billy said the cursed <laughs> it's a yeah, cursed team like cursed team brutal. but like they don't they don't scare me like the blues scared me to a degree the blues scared yeah. me as a team edmonton yeah. doesn't scare me as a team at all and Calgary, that's one thing cuz this
4: came the, up the job. Th- this is something that came up in the space too well i was down in albuquerque cuz i was like i don't get why you guys are so scared of edmonton and everybody was like hold up hold up this is why i still don't get it like it, it's <laughs> It's one of those things like it's not like playing the blues or a potential wild matchup or anything like that. Like you've got two, maybe three, four guys who the bulk of the production comes from. That's it.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like that's why it was weird seeing all that secondary scoring sort of leak in over the third period. Like McDavid made it seven to four, I think, right before the third period. But, like, with, with the depth aspect of it, uh, top lines kind of cancel each other out. You know, McDavid and them will do what McKinnon and his top line do 10 times out of 10 this series. No one's, you know, no one's disregarding that. Oilers fans are like, well, like, uh, you know, we have depth too. Like, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, and, you know, I'm like, guys, that depth, like, Rantanen's been on our second line. Yeah. That's a dude who's having a career year and is one of the top three wingers in the playoffs. Like, good on Nugent and good on them, but, like, they're not that. And they haven't faced anything like the Abs bottom nine through the playoffs, in my opinion. So, yeah.
4: And it was just an interesting game overall, too, because I was just thinking, like, in my head, like, who would be the underdog if I had to put it out, out there? I would never have guessed Cog- this would be the game that Cogliano showed up, too, yes. which was really cool to see. He
3: uh, he did have the actual, he had the game-winning goal, which was actually really cool to see, um, because you know how long he's been in the league. I've always loved watching him play, um, but... Yeah, like the the Oilers with the style that they play, the Avs play a better style of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: the, the way to beat the Oilers is with puck possession, and the Avs play an almost flawless game of that to where it's just constant pressure, constant high danger chances, much like the Canes. It's it's mer- it's very much, you know, we're playing on your side of the ice whether you like it or not.
4: Right.
2: Well, that's, a, that's well, that's what the hurricanes did pretty much the entire series. Yeah. You look at you look at you look at offensive zone stats, hurricanes are doubling the Rangers the entire series, and they're like five on fly
4: them. looks like a power play.
2: Yeah, yeah. High and that, chances, and that, and that's why that's why I said like, like the hurricanes are a, the hurricanes are a five on five team. That's how it was since March. Walt said it too. Stay on five on five, you're gonna win a game because that's the flow. You keep you keep having all these stoppages for penalties and special teams. That's what's going to kill you, and that's what killed this team. That's basically what their Achilles heels, what their heel was the entire playoffs. Could and not it's stay on the 5-on-5. Five five. And it's and interesting to them.
4: see that similarity between the Canes and the Avs, too, just kind of getting more into them this season, too, is they haven't had the best of luck on the power play either. Their special teams have been kind of struggling.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
4: it's, it's interesting if you think about it, because, yes, their plays are – like their style of play is very – similar but in ways that's very different too like you guys not only do you have a lot of skill but there's a whole lot of speed like you guys look like freaking hummingbirds on the ice it's it's hard to keep up with sometimes whereas the canes it almost looks like it's one of those things like maybe they're getting into their heads maybe they're not but it looks almost a little more methodic and put together whereas the Avs, it's just kind of a go with the flow kind of thing and it's really interesting
3: Yes. Yeah. One, one thing that, that I did love from them is that I, I feel like the Avalanche were finally playing a free game for the first time, all playoffs, against Edmonton. Like, there was just something about him getting that, like, second-round monkey off the back, so to speak, that it just kind of, like... I don't know. They they played open to a degree that I hadn't seen them play in the playoffs the last couple of years last night. Um,
4: they look more like themselves than I've kind of seen in the playoffs, I think. Yeah.
3: So hopefully, like, they build on that um, because you had Kale and Manson both saying that they didn't play nearly close to their best games, which should actually scare that, – that should – Like, Like if that's not their best
4: game, what what does their best game look like?
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's... that's... Like, Edmonton looked like they got punched in the mouth a little bit, proverbially. Like, I think they thought, oh, you know, as long as we don't let in, you know, three, four goals, we can outscore them and maybe six to three. Like, that's what their fan base was thinking going into game one. Right. Yeah. After game one, they're like, oh, it's just like the Calgary series. We'll see what happens.
2: No, nope. um, you're you're gonna get a yeah. rude awakening for game two. Like here's here's the real series how it's really gonna be. So it's
4: you guys different. gotta break that curse.
2: Someone's gotta do it. But so it's unfortunate that time worked out that like to kind of sum up the feelings of you know the Hurricanes I know, you know Joel, we were able to talk about the Avalanche for a little bit. I, yeah, fans, appreciate everyone it. everyone I appreciate who stayed it. on for a little bit past that. Appreciate that. You know, kind of have to give Joel you know, a little bit of shine for his team because you know he joined. Luckily, the Hurricanes are your second team, so even better. But um,
3: I will be buying a jersey at some point. I just don't know who to get yet. So Ooh, proud.
2: Uh, I would oh, say Seth Jarvis would be a perfect one to get, especially Gorgeous. in the especially in the third. Black all Oh, all, Chef's kiss. <laughs> absolutely. I still I need a, to order I, mine. I have a Jacob Slavin uh, authentic in the third. Sir, let me tell you absolutely phenomenal jersey they're just i'm a pretty better, sure that's the one i'm sending on yeah they have a better third yeah you can't you can't convince the alternates are nice like i do i, do I, the I love you
3: alternates i really
2: I love. I love i love the avalanche thirds those are oh, the avalanche
4: kind of, if a, those like are you a, take close the, you a close the second there's a close second hurricanes out of the equation they are absolutely my favorite
2: I think I, it's, a, oh it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a one A one B almost like a it's a it's a one it's a one and a very one A I
4: or something yeah yeah it's,
2: something it's like a that. it's a very cl- it's a very best, close second or a one A one B type situation best best
3: two alternate jerseys in the league by far um, oh the Avs, I mean they they are doing away with with their current iteration which I does mean, make me sad but. Yeah. For their alternate, they have been, and this is a little bit of a leak, but I might as well, Um they are going back to the reverse retro look with some added stuff for their Ooh. alternate jerseys next
2: year. Oh That'll be cool to see. We, 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 so. are getting, we are getting some reverse retros next year, so I'm really curious to see what the reverse retros for the Hurricanes are going to be. That's going to be another future episode of like what it might be. And also, stadium series jerseys for the Hurricanes. Yeah. I am so, ah, so excited. excited
3: congrats
2: yeah congrats. reverse re- reverse retro has to get i i love i want to get the Whaler reverse retro but they're very hard to come by and they're very costly especially yeah. since i know we're gonna get a stadium series like reverse retros i could probably Mitch could get those when i get lucky enough for that but if you're talking stadium series that is a must get jersey especially when you're trying to go to that game
1: mm-hmm.
2: plus 25th anniversary patches Got. I got to get about two or three of those and throw them in some jerseys because those twenty five, those twenty five anniversary logos are absolutely amazing. A lot of stuff coming for the Hurricanes next year. I'm, I'm so it's, excited. It's it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be a, maybe year twenty five for the Hurricanes. We get cup number two. It's a good that time be, to be a Canes fan. That'd be, that'd be, knock be, on wood. Yeah, like, knock on wood. It,
3: it, it's a good time to be a Canes. Joel you're coming
2: um, you're coming at the right time sir you're coming on at the right time as your eastern conference team you picked a good time for the hurricanes right. for sure. I feel but. like
3: Brenda Moore's bringing the new the old, older fans back and
2: oh um, love Ronnie's always been my favorite player even as a kid mm-hmm. seeing him lift seeing him lift it in person i've been to a bunch of different sporting events nothing is ever going to be game seven in 2006 for that cup final you were there
3: that 06 run last game
2: i was there at that game second to last row of the nosebleeds in section 318 i have a frame it's gonna it's gonna be when, when i get the new house and have the podcast room set up that sucker's going on the wall behind me that everyone's gonna see it it's got the original newspaper article from that night our tickets in the lineup card from that game, framed. That's it's the goods.
4: one. It's the one. Kane's moment that I hate that I wasn't old enough to witness. Or, I, I mean, I was only five years old.
2: I was going. In, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> I was going into my freshman year of high school when they won that cup. Yeah. If that tells you anything, like I just came back from China, finishing eighth grade, to come back to the states to start high school. But we were we drove from Jacksonville, Florida, eight hours. Sunburned my sunburned my arm because we didn't put sunscreen on. Drove because we had a convertible. We drove up for that game. Second, we stood the entire, like the only time we didn't stand was intermissions. The rest of the time stood the entire game. No one's ever seen that where yeah. you're just standing the entire game. It, when Justin Williams scored that empty netter, you thought the roof was going to blow off the place because that's how loud it got. Like we were all just crying, hugging. Yeah. Me and my dad are absolutely losing our minds. <laughs> Like we, I, we were even there for the 2011 All Star Game in Raleigh. Like I got a Brandon Sutter, the original, original black jerseys with the with just the single flag on the front. Nice. He's Brandon Sutter wow. signed it, and I got a picture with him too. Oh, and I got a picture of the cup, and I looked and found the 05-06 team on the cup. Like that's, that's nuts. No, yeah. next
4: to underneath Cam Ward, Brandon Sutter was like a big thing for me because like one of my top moments from him was that one breakaway
2: oh yeah
4: that one breakaway out of the penalty box
2: fantastic oh my god you you, you want to talk about a cam ward moment and everyone everyone knows this cam ward moment from the it's it's game seven we were on that side on his right corner like when we're like on the side we we're on the very corner so you you were like on the right post see him doing that chicken wing save with his leg where he just throws it out there and just absolutely stuffs the puck
4: I feel like that's the picture I have up on my wall.
2: Yeah, it's it's the one where he has <laughs> his like leg sticking down. Yep. Yeah, I'll send it yep. to you. But yeah, y'all, yeah, I, I always call it the chicken wing save because it's all really looks like he's just throwing it out there, and that's just like the most ridiculous save. And that's what I'm kind of hoping that we kind of see another run like like I was making a lot of comparisons to, the, to that team this season because this is what it kind of felt like, and it they felt kind of short. It is what it is because we've said there's a couple pieces missing but i mean this season it's
5: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky in line at the deli i guess haha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do
2: It stings that it ended way the way it did, but I'm still gonna enjoy. It. Like I even tweeted this yesterday. It was a great ride. It was a lot of fun. Like this was probably my first real full season covering all the ga- like talking about all the games, mm-hmm. doing the podcast. You know, really connected with Kane's Twitter. Like I think I've had the most fun on hockey Twitter slash Kane's Twitter I've ever had. Same here. Getting a lot of new. friends. You know, followers getting a lot of new friends you know obviously friends yeah um it's it's definitely been a fun season like i said it stinks but most wins most points the
4: thing to look up to though or the the thing to kind of keep your heads up though is we have a really fun season coming up ahead
2: oh for sure and the fact of the the core that we have all of all those young guys too it's a yeah. lot of fun. We've you know, Freddie played really well, Anthony Ronta played well, Seth Jarvis came out of nowhere, like shocked everyone. I mean, we got Kok and Yabby, for eight more years, get Aho taken care of, Tara Vinon, Seth Peshire, Jarvis. Is Shea, be,
3: Slavo, like, Oh, that's I a like, good group. That is Slavo, a fantastic
2: group. Slavo is fantastic my fa- Slavo is Blake. my favorite current cane. Like I love I love Jacob Slavo. the second C stands for clutch. <laughs> I
0: really
2: is, but... But, I mean, Bailey. Like, what? Like, what are your thoughts? You know, looking back on this season with the Hurricanes overall.
4: I mean, this is. Uh, I mean, it, it's a fanta- It's been a fantastic run. They've. It, you look at the beginning of the season, the way they started off this season, on that giant win streak that they nine had nine
2: and oh, like setting. Love that. It, it,
4: it set it set it really set the stage for what the season turned into now granted like we kind of mentioned the last kind of third didn't exactly and third of the season didn't exactly go the way that the first two thirds did but yeah it's it's one of those things it was a really fun season and especially when you have because i'm kind of in the same boat you are where i was a little active on twitter back like last season yeah. Um, but it like, this is the season where I really started not just getting into the canes, like canes were kind of like my main point of contention, um, and my main kind of focus, but it like just being able to talk hockey with people. Cause I've got my boyfriend and my father in Colorado Springs and that's about it. Um, and so to be able to kind of have a community where I can talk to people and just sit there and talk about the game and enjoy the game that is hockey is absolutely amazing um so and I mean it it's all because of teams and environments like the hurricanes that kind of set the stage for that and it, it's it's like i said it, it's a bittersweet ending because they really did have a fantastic season it's just the yeah. season didn't come to an end the season or postseason didn't come to an end the way we wanted it to but it, yeah. it was a fantastic run and like i said we even with off season moves there's a lot of fun exciting things to look forward to next season
2: oh for sure and like you look back on the season you're talking about the new year's day game against the jackets like that absolutely Whew. insane four nothing down come back to win seven four i mean you have whalers night which was absolutely insane the nascar night with the you know the <laughs> Svetchikov pirouette coming off the head getting into martin nietzsche scores goals i mean and for me personally like the mental health hockey night like
4: mm-hmm.
2: shooting my shot with walt Ruff, like hey stickers is it possible to get one that's of those?
4: awesome that is an awesome story
2: yeah and like i said i got one i got i got i have my back of my laptop's got stickers on i got the i got the canes one that i got from mentor went in the mentor mail Another big thing that I got was getting one of the mentor mails and then getting a big cane sticker for that and then gets getting the hockey talks, you know, mental health night, because you know, I am a big proponent of mental health and I deal with anxiety and depression. Everyone knows this. And it's to get that was really huge and well volume said it too. Like not I don't think anyone I don't really know if anyone else does it. I'm not trying to like this is not a flex, or anything like that, but just to be able to say like I have those means something because the fact that it's for my team. And, and there's a, such a, a lo- cool
4: story behind it too. Oh,
2: a very cool story behind it. Like I said, love Walt Ruff. He's so great. Like the fact that I even had him on the podcast is just absolutely insane. I'm like,
4: so jealous. I would have loved to have met him.
2: Oh, uh, well, luckily I'll have, I'll have a lot more opportunities to have him come on, you know, hopefully try to get more, you know, try to get, you know, Wade. Mitchell look out on. for a
4: million questions from me.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> for sure. You know, try to get Wade Mitchell on at some point. Hope Mike Mascalko, Shane Willis, hopefully get some cans on at some point that's the goal is to try to get some hurricanes on at some point too it's just a lot of big things and it goes kind of goes into you know looking back we're kind of now shipped away from the hurricanes more of like looking at the podcast as a whole i would say this was season one was it was a kind of a late start i did i kind of got the idea in December of why I wanted to do a hurricanes podcast. I just didn't want to start it. And then being at the game for Montreal, that was that kind of started getting a lot of steam. That's where I kind of met Primal X hockey. That's when they kind of started rolling with the ball of you know having them more, be my OG day one sponsor. And then I started you know just trying to you know get the hype up for episode one whenever we were able to get to that. And you know You know, Bailey, I know you were kind of out there from the. I remember that
4: first tweet that I saw. I was sitting in uh, my boyfriend's bedroom at the time, too. Like, I just looking and I saw it come up on Twitter. I was like, this is awesome. And the fact that it's just starting out and I get to kind of see it build and grow. And I'm just kind of proud to, I mean, be be here. Um, I I didn't think (laughs) I'd be here sitting on the podcast at that point. Like, it, it was just really cool to be able to kind of say, like, I've watched this podcast grow and it's it's been a heck of a ride um it's it, it, it's been awesome just kind of seeing what the podcast has turned into and the amount of people it's reaching and the amount of people that love what you do so no
2: i appreciate that yeah it's been it's been a crazy ride for sure like going like having brad moore from storm cellar be episode one and like much Matt that Soma up. and Matt yeah. Soma for episode four, which is still the number one downloaded podcast episode. Cause it's it was great. Just listen. Pro- yeah. I just had Matt on, just let him just roll with it. Like I'm not really good on the prospects, but just to have him on there and just talk about it, that was kind of huge. And then, like I said, just even the buildup, like going from, you know, the to shut it against Montreal right before new year's Eve going to like, Get, finally getting the episode. The logo took forever to get to. That's what was the most of the hold. It was getting the logo taken care of.
4: I remember being on the edge of my seat waiting for that to come out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Ronta shutouts, Ronta was the only
3: goaltender to shut out the Colorado Avs this year. The only one.
4: Is it bad that it, it like and I said this during my episode, my first episode with Zach, that is probably my favorite moment. Unfortunately, sorry, hey, Joel. That's, that's fine. Um, but it, that, mean, that is my I
2: favorite it. moment. It still a great game, though. I mean Oh, and
4: that—that's exactly why it is. It's not just because Ronta it unfortunately handed you guys the only shutout of the season. It was a big night for Ronta. But that's and like I stand by this. This is the first. That's the first glimpse we got into. Uh, we got to look into like what is postseason going to look like. What is actual like head-to-head hockey look like evenly matched teams going at it the way that they did
2: and that like i already had the beginning of the season it was going to be hurricanes avalanche but that game was like okay this for seven games that's where i was really on the mm-hmm. hurricanes abs have to have we, we
4: don't talk about that second game
2: no, well, no <laughs> sorry no, no, you're, no totally fine but yeah but like like i said you know, get the ball rolling the podcast the and I do want to say this. Like there was, I think about episode 12, it was in the middle of like that three week stretch of me doing it by myself. I'm thinking. I did have some doubts of wanting to continue with this. Cause it was like, I was getting guests numbers were staying, pretty much staying the same. It was getting, they were fine but in my head. I'm like, is this, is this something I want to keep doing? And I'm like, you know what? It's everyone's enjoying it i'm having fun i just gotta get past it and thankfully i did because you're talking like what seven episodes later get walt rough on and then it's just you know two affiliate sponsors the guy main sponsor you know working with you know belly up more so with belly up because now it's like i'm department head like you know we're trying to get a lot going on with canada dips who's you know a really great you know network sponsor it's just season one for me like i said was more of a will people like this will people be interested in listening to me talk about the hurricanes having guests on see where it goes and that's why i didn't want to put too much into season one like because i know billy you talked about you'd be great to have you know video episodes you know videos to go along with the episodes when they drop you know having different guests doing different. i mean baby
4: steps though yeah baby
2: steps for sure well that's why that's when i put that like Hey, I want feedback. What do people think of the show? Like, is there anything you I want you want me to see, do want me to do different? Anything you want me to add? And a lot of people were like, No, we love it. Just have more guests and co-hosts, or have a co-host or more guests. Yeah. And even you even told me this too, but like the solo episodes are fine, but it's also fun when you got, you know, like this. There's a lot more
4: character like, in there, like not yeah. that there's energy lacking because you're a totally boring person. Everybody knows that, <laughs> but no, it, it's yeah. just, it, there. there's so much more energy and there's so much like to unpack and being able to kind of see different chemistries from people like between like you and the different people that you bring on was just really, really cool. And yeah. that's where, that's where the solo episodes were kind of lacking.
2: Yeah. For, it, it, like I said, Sergio.
3: Oh, for me, I was just going to say it, um, the episodes that you do have guests, it listens like a, literally like a, like a, like a talk at a sports bar where, you know, mm-hmm. people are just hanging out, um, shooting it. And like, it's, you know, it's easy. It's an easy listen. Um That's what kind of Jared and I were doing sort of with our podcast to where we just kind of built it sort of the same way to where we want it to be that sort of, you know, casual conversation at a bar type feel like
4: it's only formulated to a point
3: yeah but like it's it you know it's cool to see um another podcast do that to an extent because it um makes it a lot easier to listen than just like you know two dudes who have absolutely no personality at all going back and forth it's like i'm not going to listen to that for an hour like i'd rather i'd rather listen to stuff with personality and you know some banter and some back and forth stuff so like it's um yeah. to me i enjoy like search cast as far as like it, it's it's becoming it's quickly becoming like my second favorite uh cast um <laughs> i do have appreciate. to say uh but um
2: yeah no no i i appreciate that yeah and, and like and I've, I've had brian sign from house of jerks say like you're more of the ant like you're more of the you dive deep into games like for me i'm like i'm not all analytics i'm not x's and o's Mm -mm. i do talk about i i want to talk about the players i want to talk about how the game like how the game played out stuff like that but it's more of like you know how are people feeling about it you know like certain storylines certain players like it's like yeah like what you said it's like more of like a sports bar you know everyone's hanging out like if like we're all hanging out as a group you know watching the game together or something like at a watch party and we're all just talking or you know let's say we're all out somewhere and just hanging out that's kind of like what the vibe i want to have the podcast and that's why
4: to be completely honest too like it's kind of boring when you have people who are just kind of like sitting there like on it i love talking lineups i love listening to lineups and love listening to uh, other people's opinions on what could be better about them what could be worse i love listening to stats but not when it that's all that it is and you're not throwing conversation talking about it in between because that just makes it seem very military in a sense yeah. where it's just it, like you've yeah. got the same exact thing going on every single time because if you're like yeah you want to throw in lineups you want to throw in stats you want to throw in analytics and stuff like that but if that's all you've got that's i mean there's so much more to the game than just that
2: exactly and that's kind mm-hmm. of what i wanted to stay away from because you have enough of those podcasts it's yeah and like i said that's why i wanted to have more of a like yeah we you talk about stats we do talk about lineups but it's also a lot of you know, like this discussions. You know, bringing up certain topics, just talking debating. about
4: memories and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah. that.
2: And that's kind of what, and that's what kind of why I wanted season one as a let's just a, a grassroots starting out. Will people like it? Will people enjoy it? And then, like I said, this is going to the next point of what's next is season two. Season two is really going to start after the cup final. Like we're going to get through cup final, and then. Probably t- I don't know if it to take a week off or it's just going to be like a, a, like a look back into season one of the show more in depth or it's just, you know, like a, a proper send off for season one or this could be the proper send off. I don't know. But the first episode of season two is going to come out the week whenever the cup final is over. It's like that next week is when season two starts. And there's I'm excited for season two because there is going to be a co-host. You know, like was going to... I'm not saying who yet it's that's going to come right before the cup final starts. Cause it's more of like, I want to build that of that, you know, the co-host going into season We were two. kind of
4: talking about that earlier just so it's not like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. yeah. It, cause yeah, I don't, cause I don't want,
2: that. yeah. Cause I don't want to do like video episodes, co-host different format. That's whole just whole overload. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, oh, that's and that's why I'm telling everyone now, also i kind of want to have a name i want to have a nickname for the fans of the podcast because i just keep saying caniacs but that's a hurricane thing which is fine i kind of want to have like a fans of the show pick their nickname or give me suggestions and like we figure out like what the nickname of the fans of the of the search cast is that that's might be a fun little is.
4: intro into season two though for you too yeah
2: yeah that's kind of what i want to do for season two and that's why i don't want to have like an overload of a million different things at the same time it's kind of like okay we're announcing the co-host for season two before the cup final episode one, you know, officially with the co-host, it might be unofficial, you know, before that as well, depending on, you know, how many episodes we get out before that.
0: But,
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because
2: yeah, the cup final is probably going to last a week, so we're going to have like maybe one two episodes with the co host already there, but it's not officially official until season two. But at least it kind of gets a build up to like, okay, this is what you are going to see when season two starts. And then, like you said, we're going to figure out the names of the fans of the podcast. You know, that's another thing we're going to do. I plan on doing video episodes. So like right now you'll see this on YouTube and all that. And that's kind of what what's coming up for, for season two. We're going to have, like I said, co-hosts going to happen. Name of the fans. YouTube is going to jump up as well where people like you said, like I've had people tell me we'd love to see interactions of the, of the hosts. And I know, Billy, you've said that too. It's like it's kind of fun to see the interaction because I that's do that for I love another podcast.
4: Locked, that's what I love about the Locked On mm-hmm. uh, that Kyle and Chris do, and yeah. that's what I love that, and that I love that you and Beth do that for your Let's Talk Bo Hockey because it's so it, like listening is fine. Um, I have no problem with it, but it's so much nicer for me, especially as like a visual person, to be oh, able yeah. to not only hear that chemistry but see it as yeah. well because yeah. it adds a, so much it, it, it adds a whole different kind of depth yeah to for the episode sure. and the podcast as a whole yeah
3: yeah, yeah. I just feel yeah. I just feel honored to get on the the inaugural season for it so appreciate big things are coming your way mr Martin that's well'm
2: I'm, I'm hoping so I'm hoping so but yeah like I said with caveats for video episodes I'm not good at video editing so hopefully I might have to fi- hopefully the co-host is good at it or I might have to find someone who's good at doing that and figure that out because i am no bueno on video stuff but audio totally fine thank you audacity but like it's a lot of great things coming up for season two it's just trying to plan out a good ease into it like you said, billy we're not jump we're not dumping everything all at once right. so That's kind of like how are we going to ease into this but yeah so co-hosts will be announced they'll come on for a couple episodes to so just get like a A proper like all right this is what you're kind of going to be seeing and then we're going to we're going to go full board with everything else once the cup final is over that way you know we start getting ready for free agency re-sign periods that's we're gonna do a lot more of the in-depth cap friendly stuff you know got the draft we're gonna have the draft talking about who we might where the hurricanes land where are we looking at in terms of certain players you know then we're going you know everything else past that as well too and then who knows? Scheduling—that's a—that's a discussion for another time. We might still be every week. It might just turn to every other week for the off season. All it really depends, just how everything is going. And like, unless it's like going back and remembering certain seasons of the Hurricanes to look back on, or talk oh, about that's certain. That's a cool pl- idea. Yeah, or talk about certain players. Like we do, like an entire episode pre, just pre- doing a player profile of either current Canes or former Canes, just for some fun. Just like. Basically, we're gonna have to, like suggested maybe even a full episode of just nothing but fan questions where it's just Q. Because you've already right. done
4: one like that, and it was awesome.
2: Yeah. So like that that's gonna be a full episode, of maybe just doing that where it's like a legit, like just send me questions in, in the guest, and we'll just do nothing but that. So it's a lot of things we're gonna try to think about in the off season, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for for season two, like going into the off season of the, the start of season two, and then next year. <laughs> We'll see where that goes with having sky a sky is season. the limit, my friend. That, yeah, for sure. But um we are gonna get towards the wrapping up of the episode. Like I said, this this was a lot of fun. This is kind of getting close to the record for the longest episode, but we we had a lot of stuff to go through. Postseason, whole bunch of different stuff. A heavy you episode. Know. Heavy episode. It's Always. like I said earlier, this is a fun episode, but also a sad episode because I was not expecting to talk about the Kings season being already over at this point but it is what it is but um stuff but
3: building blocks building blocks future is bright as we say
2: yeah the future (laughs) the future is bright bright. but um but yeah joel bailey thank you both so much for coming on you know bailey three times now it's (laughs) i want to see i want to see someone try to catch up to three at this point sam is at two so watch out for that maybe she'll catch her. who knows but joel sam <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, I mean, we'll see, but Joel, debut episode or you know, debut as a guest, man, I really appreciate it. I mean, hey, plus, well, like you said, it's your first crossover of feature my guest first spot uh, with Belly up. Guest
3: just ever, really, because we would just freelance it. So, this is my first like actual guest appearance on anything else besides you know, my own stuff. So
2: Oh well, uh, really, well I'm honored uh, for you to super, be your first, for your first show, and, man. <laughs> um
3: yeah, it's uh it's really cool. I, I you know, hopefully look forward to doing some more casts in the future. Um oh, we yeah, were talking sure. about uh some interesting ideas in the spaces. Um we could get into a little bit later, obviously, because it's like yeah. almost two hours at this point. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
4: another yeah, one of those uh, things that didn't feel like two hours.
2: It it exactly. really didn't. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for everyone to listen to this up for Yeah, if you got to this point, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's yeah, and I guess I wouldn't
3: be doing my job if I didn't plug my own stuff. So, Milehead Podcast. Yeah, Uh, so
2: yeah, before I let yeah, so before we let you guys go for the rest of your night, because I know it's like only six o'clock Mountain Time. Lucky you, it's eight o'clock over here. But uh, before I let you both go, uh, Joe, I'll let you go first since you're the uh, you know you're the debut guy. Where can people find you on the socials? Where can people find your podcast? Oh
3: yeah, so, um, and again, just recently joined Belly Up too, so I will be part of the network here shortly, uh, which will be great. New co-workers, what is up? Um, but <laughs> Nice to have
1: you. Yeah, uh,
3: good to be here. But yeah, it's um, Mile High Pudment Podcast, uh, just on all socials. Uh, right now we're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Play, but uh, with introduction to Belly Up, uh, that's about to... Um, expand, so <laughs> uh super, super, yeah, just thanks for having me on and um uh, talking a little bit of Kane stuff it was uh a lot of fun, good way to spend a rainy Wednesday in Denver, so. Anyone, Which I'm just proud go.
4: of the prep that you put into it too. I yeah. So
2: the notes. The note. Yeah. If anyone didn't know, like Joel had like right before the show started, he
4: did his homework,
2: like four pages of notes. I'm like, sir, <laughs> <laughs> sir.
4: <laughs> this is commitment. And I couldn't be prouder of a new Caniac.
2: Yeah.
3: And it all goes back to that. Just the app spaces, like all the spaces on Twitter, like meeting you guys, you know, great, great group of people. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. And look forward to, uh, to many more. We're going to have to get both of you guys on, uh, our show next. So.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we, yeah, definitely appreciate it. I mean, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to finally work it out to get you and Jared on the, on the network. Cause we were talking about it for a little while, you know, had to go through Memorial day weekend. It is what it is. Just how the timing worked out, but everything worked out. You guys are on. I'm really excited for the, um, you know, First episode of part of the network, but you guys have been doing it for so long. It's it's crazy. But no, definitely great to have you guys on too. And, and the funny part is before we get to you, Bailey, real quick, the they're doing the uh paint the ice tonight at PNC for the season ticket holders. So hope everyone's having a great time yeah, out you. there. Yeah, paint
4: something Bailey's nice face. <laughs> Bailey's face just went from like,
3: oh
2: I know, it's just I know, but yeah. So I hope everyone's having a good time there tonight. Um but yeah, it's that that'll be definitely fun for sure. But Bailey, obviously everyone knows where to find you. But just in case for those who don't know yet, which if you haven't listened to the other two episodes of Bailey, what are you doing?
4: Just they're awesome. Listen, <laughs> definitely go listen to them. We had a blast. For uh, sure.
2: But, but where can people find you on the on the socials? And uh yeah, you know, also Belly Up because you are also a writer.
4: I for am belly for Belly Up hockey. I've got my first article in the works. Um it's a doozy. Ooh. It's a doozy for a first article. I'm super excited about it, Um, but yeah, on Twitter. I'm excited
2: to read it. I'm excited to read it as oh yeah, as as the hockey as the hockey. I'm very excited for my debut. uh, A little, a little spoiler.
4: (laughs) It's not just Kane centric. Uh, Originally, that's
2: that's the great thing about being a writer. You can do whatever you want with Belliot. Right,
4: exactly. (laughs) So I have a lot of freedom, but yeah, no, on Twitter, uh, if you haven't listened to the past podcast don't know where to find me uh on twitter i'm at uh bailey curtis and that's bailey b-a-i-l-e-y-y curtis um on instagram i don't post all that much but definitely go give me a follow say hi uh bailey lynn curtis and like that kind, of, kind of said at the beginning of this episode i do help run the belly up hockey account so look out there for some fun content between the both of us
2: yeah, de- I'm definitely excited for more of stuff for you coming out later on because I know it's just getting you oh, on the network wait. too, getting you on the network too is really awesome. Um, definitely uh, a great replacement for me as the guy who did you the did do the beat writing for the Hurricanes for a little mm-hmm. while. Definitely in some good hands having you kind of being that new Hurricanes handing person.
4: down the crown.
2: Basically, yes, you know here here you drop this um, <laughs> type deal. No, don't life.
4: don't give me that much credit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But no, it like I said, I'm really excited to have you both, you know, Bailey, you've been on for a little while now in terms of belly up, you know, Joel, you're just, you know, just starting on, but really excited to see what you guys do, uh, you know, with the, all the Colorado Avalanche stuff, the Eagles, the, you know, Rockies, Nuggets, Rapids to whatever extent that is. But even then, like just mainly hockey in general, really excited for that, you know, Bailey with the, all the articles as well. And then whatever else, other future endeavors with Billy up, there's a lot of great stuff going on too, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for everyone to find me, um, I'm One True Zach on Twitter. That's O N E True Zach. Uh You can find the podcast at the Search Cast. We also do have a link tree as well. You can go find the podcast on all podcast platforms, not on Apple because Apple has been an absolute pain in my backside, so I don't really care about. <laughs> it's on Spotify. It's on iArt Radio. I mean, it, it's it's on everything else. So go listen there. Um, you know, go check out Billy Up Sports. You know, a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts covering all their sports. Um, you know, go check out Belly Up Hockey's Twitter. Um, it's a really great place. We, we've been more active. We were kind of lulled there for a while. We've been a little bit more active. We do drop some spicy memes, do some gifts, kind of have a little bit more fun on the on the BU Hockey. So I gained a lot more followers. We're actually up to 520 now. We were at like 480 for a while. So yeah, Five hundred.
3: So, Congrats, man. That's- yeah, we're,
2: we're 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 trying to be a little bit more fun on the Belly Up Hockey. So we dropped some spicy memes and some uh, some gifts. Love so we're we're, we're, try, we're, to little, we're we're trying we're trying be a we're trying be the place for uh, hockey Twitter, but um, a lot of good stuff over there too. But yeah, thank you to the sponsors: Primax Hockey, Shock Hydrate, and the Clutch Apparel. You guys are really amazing. Great to have them on, and like I said, having both of you on this was a lot of fun for episode twenty, the Sebastian Aho, uh, you know, numbered edition of the show. Unfortunately, a long one. Sorry, kept keeping you guys for a little while. You know, longer hey, than we thought, but no
3: worries. Like it. You know that's how these things go a lot of times.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> but that's that's very true for sure.
3: <laughs> like you know, Sebastian Ajo led the team in most categories, so it's only fitting. Like regular yeah. season, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I realize I forgot my uh, personal Twitter handle as oh, well. Go it's ahead, just, yeah, go ahead. Joel, uh, at Joel James fifteen, I yeah. will get better at that.
1: But
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting for you to put Stat Guy JJ as your actual handle. But you have in your bio that's close enough. But I'm, I'm waiting for the handle to change. to High Danger Chances. Miss Oh, there you go.
1: Is that 15,
2: if it's if it's 15 characters or less, that might work. That might work. But I mean, Joel Bailey, thank you both so much. This was a lot of fun. I hope everyone enjoys the episode. If you are listening, it dropped Thursday. We've recorded this on Wednesday. Um, I did want to start this off the earlier on the podcast, but kind of slipped by us, but we uh we were drinking today to celebrate Johnny Depp. So we're not gonna go into the whole thing, but you know, how to celebrate for Johnny. I had my Kraken and uh Coke Zero mixed, so kind of had to have a rum and coke to celebrate for Johnny because you don't want the rum to be gone, essentially. Yeah,
4: absolutely so- not. Keep it stocked in uh oh, for Captain sure. Jack Sparrow's name. I'm drinking my not so mega pint of wine.
2: I mean, hey, that's a that was a pretty big uh, mason jar glass. No. So it, it works. Classic, it mason, works. Jar. Classic <laughs> mason jar. Classic mason jar. it's it's nice though. It's very nice. So, uh, what was it? A red Moscato? You said you were mm-hmm. having tonight.
1: Yes. Very
2: nice. I'm not much of a red. I'm more of a white wine, rosé. I type am too.
4: Guy. Same here. But this was all we had. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. I would say though, if you get the, I think it's the Barefoot. I think it's a rosé, or it's like a pink one. The
4: barefoot pink Moscato is fantastic.
2: Yeah, and I, I I, 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 for anyone who's about ready, who's gonna clap at me for that or give me crap about that, I do not care. The pink Moscato barefoot. Is... I'm still
4: a college student. I'm broke. I have to work with what I got.
2: <laughs> I was, yeah, like I found it in college, and I took it for like three straight Thanksgivings for my families. Guess what? One, and we had like seven bottles of wine show up between like a bunch of different people. Guess which one always got finished first? The the guy who brought the pink Moscato every single time, it's the first bottle gone. It's a good wine. It's a great wine. JJ, what are you drinking? I have got
3: some good old-fashioned bullet bourbon aged. uh, It was actually a 25-year bottle, which is kind of nice. Oh, you're
2: going fancy Um, with Honest tonight. There you go, 25. It's a good occasion.
1: uh, It's a good occasion.
2: Yeah, why not, right? So, yeah, so stick taps to Johnny. That's really great that it worked out. 15 million dollars he's getting rewarded so he uh it's it sucks if Pretty everything sure happens
4: just in damages too if well deserved
0: yeah well yeah it,
2: it, it's it's unfortunate but you know i'm happy for him you know like so that's we're not gonna get into that but yeah. we had to say we had to celebrate for johnny tonight Definitely. um for the whole thing is the verdict did happen today but yeah so this yeah. was a lot of fun. Like I said, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, we're, do, we're doing a long Midwest goodbye at this point. But,
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> but, always a pleasure, oh, sir. So thank oh, you.
2: No, bre- appreciate you both so much. But this will wrap up episode 20 of the podcast. I am Zach Martin. And I t- until I see you next time for the Neato Neato Rider episode 21, I'll see you next time.